Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM on the app, rockoftalk.com on your computer, and of course, on your TV for Roku and Amazon Fire at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.tv, as well, just uh, run the search uh, for that. Don't forget, you can pick up our app as well, ABQ.FM uh, for Android and Apple. Podcast available almost immediately following the show, about 8 o'clock. On Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud, D. Dowd Muska, hour one, as he loads up on the Coca-Cola. It's a full day. <laughs> I had to go with the Coke today. Well, I'm good. I'm, I'm glad that you have. And I think that, uh, you know, we're in this really weird time where people are expecting a financial meltdown. Uh, there's never been this many executive orders that have been ordered at any one time than what's happened right now. And we have... Uh, really embarked on the precipice of perhaps a financial depression here in this country, the likes of which this country may have never seen. Uh, it looks as if, based upon the fundamentals, the borrowing, um, the immediacy of people trying to handle what's happening, both politically, financial, uh, and I'm probably one of the better people to talk about this because that's really my specialty, political economy. But I studied at the University of New Mexico and I studied Latin American uh, economics. I could tell you that we are more representative of what you see in Latin America in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, value, currency, devaluation, uh, not understanding how much these companies are worth, uh, tumultuous uh, political uh, strife going on uh, amongst uh, battling parties, and uh, seemingly the people who are being left out in the cold are the voters or the citizens of said country, this time the United States of America. So today, uh, full show, uh, 5 o'clock hour. Uh, we've got some stuff that we have to talk about uh, with regards to the highest number of homicides ever in the state of New Mexico or ever in the city of Albuquerque to start the year. Three more homicides last night, triple homicides, uh, triple homicide at uh, 4400 block of Montgomery oh, the last third, night. Third victim died? Did, oh, last I checked, it was just yeah. two. Oh, boy. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, again, this is all about the propaganda that comes from the media. They're not going to report on all those things. Uh, Six o'clock hour, we have Larry Barron's. Uh, 45% of our state money comes directly from oil and gas. Biden doing probably one of the most egregious things to the state of New Mexico that has ever been done. You know, I look at our representation up in Santa Fe and then our representation up in Washington, D.C., and if you were to isolate Heinrich, he essentially has, you know, destroyed our city uh, in terms of what the policies that he's put forth. Uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham, she has destroyed our state. Uh, Deborah Holland's about to destroy the rest of the country, uh, along with uh, Joe Biden, with the things that they're doing uh in putting the moratorium on the fracking, drilling on public lands for oil and gas. So that will effectively put New Mexico out of business. Could not get worse. That money is not just going to get manufactured. We're not going to be able to manu uh, grab it from the federal government. So we're going to talk with Larry Behrens on powering the future. Uh, ironically named it now at this point, since we will not be powering the future with anything that's coming in. So he'll be live in studio during our 6 o'clock hour. 
Now, uh, Greg Zanetti will be joining us in about 20 minutes. And I don't mean to be so somber uh, or <laughs> have a mood that is so downtrodden, but I'm concerned in all seriousness for what we're seeing. As bad as uh, someone told me today, and he was the only the second guy to actually say this to me, as bad as 2020 was, 2020 is about to get a hell of a lot worse than 2020. Um, make no mistake about it. If you didn't stop them in 2020, they are only going to take us down further and further down. Uh, and expect, hopefully not, but I don't imagine Rush Limbaugh will be around for maybe more than a week at this point. Uh, the impeachment of a private citizen, uh, our greatest president of this country, Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States, uh, is now imminent uh, at this point, although there are some senators uh, standing against it, and that is good. Uh, what is going to happen in the stock market is going to be blamed directly on Donald Trump, as is the previous year. He is nothing more than a scapegoat. He's done nothing more than build up this country, and uh, here we are. So we're going to try to uh, examine things with Greg Zanetti in our next segment going all the way to the end of the hour, trying to understand GameStop and Overstock and what's happening in the financial markets. Uh, he has uh, continually told you about how incredibly hot and overvalued the market has been. 191%, I think, is against uh, GDP in terms of the total uh, market cap valuation uh, that we see out there. Uh, but the small amounts really can be done at a very local level. And we've talked ad nauseum about a company called uh, Virgin Galactic. Virgin Galactic, a company which is the primary tenant, is now threatening to pick up and leave the state of New Mexico and we're totally okay with that because they really don't pay the rent as it is. And uh, we will focus on HB 111 tomorrow with uh, Dowd talking about how it's nearly impossible to kick out your tenants <laughs> out of any uh, uh, building. And uh, Virgin Galactic is a tenant of uh, Spaceport America. Now, before we get to all of that, there is a man who is now running Virgin Galactic who's uh, essentially created uh, what is a vacant company, blank check company, and pilfering through what is left, uh, creating a boon for him while uh, sort of feeding off the boondoggle of the state of New Mexico, and that, of course, is Virgin Galactic. Uh, he sold 3.8 million shares at a rate of Dowd, uh, about 30 bucks. Yeah, around there. Uh, so, I mean, you guys can go ahead. Oh, and uh, 25.74, precisely. Okay, so roughly he, he picked up about $80 million. He is now... Probably the main leader for someone who's trying to unseat and impeach or recall Gavin Newsom out of the state of California. Uh, he is creative, nothing of value. He is literally just uh, someone who has operated in the realm of uh, financial manipulation, much like GameStop and o Overstock, uh, etc. But uh, this is a bit of a runaway, tr runaway train. And at this point, he has uh, embarked upon, uh, as well as the entire company, trying to coalesce both Republicans and Democrats here in the state of New Mexico to absolve himself to a certain level of degree of responsibility that he would need, liability, uh, if he would need, to go ahead and launch uh, rockets into outer space. Now, there's no reason for him to launch rockets into outer space because Virgin Galactic was never about that, not from day one. They were not ever about getting into outer space and doing space tourism. This is nothing but a front company uh, for the drainage of the third largest sovereign wealth fund in the entire uh, country, and that, of course, is the uh, sovereign wealth fund of the state of New Mexico and the state investment council. So 
Dow did a little bit of digging, as he always does, and uh, we probably should get into a little bit of Kill Bill. But uh, here's a bill that uh, seemingly is moving from Democrats to Republicans and seems to be pretty sanguine for the most part, but uh, um, is just more of what we see in this cooperation of the Uniparty and uh, getting legislation done in uh, in in New Mexico, Dowd. Yeah, uh, this bill uh, that we'll be looking at today is uh, HB 68. Of course, all of these, of every bill we try to kill is, is available on the legislature's website. A pretty well-designed, easy-to-use, user-friendly website. Uh, Eddie, actually, uh, it was initially sponsored by uh, Diane hutchman Vihil. I guess our friend Rebecca Dow has signed on as a co-sponsor wow. uh, of this bill now. And what we're talking about here is liability coverage. Can someone... Uh, and I think many of us believe there never will be a passenger flying out of Spaceport America, but just follow follow me on, on just pure theory world. Like just, uh, Pretend town. Pretend that Virgin Galactic actually operates and actually flies passengers uh, up into the skies from, from Sierra County, New Mexico. The company wanted and sought from a very early era, I mean, we're back around 2007, 2008, they wanted liability protection. They knew that spaceflight is, an, and it's true, spaceflight is inherently risky. Uh, astronauts have died, cosmonauts have died, but they wanted the legislature to sort of protect them, shield them financially from this. And so uh, through various pieces of legislation implemented over the years, they have been able to protect themselves from being sued by any of their passengers who are injured in what the law determines is the normal course of the dangerous activities of spaceflight. So they're not covered, they're a Virgin Galactic company, Richard Branson's so-called company, they're not covered if they act wantonly, negligent, you know, depraved indifference to human life, somebody intentionally sabotages this, but uh, you know, if there's wind shear when the, when the, when the spacecraft is taking off, you know, something is inherently dangerous to go up into space on a rocket. So basically, if you're a passenger and you ever ride with them, which many of us don't think will ever happen, you have to sign a statement, uh, you have to sign this document that says, I understand and acknowledge that under New Mexico law, there is no liability for injury or death sustained by a participant in a spaceflight uh, provided by a spaceflight entity if it results from the inherent risks of spaceflight activity. Uh, injuries caused by the inherent risks of spaceflight activity may include death, bodily injury, emotional injury, or property damage. So, so let me give a quick interpretation of that. That would be uh, akin to you not having to carry the full boat amount of liability insurance driving out on the road on the motor vehicle highway. It, you know, it, it is. Yeah, you have it's, a minimum uh, that you have to carry liability for the other party. Yep. Uh, you know, that will also result in death and bodily injury, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So essentially, legislation is being proposed to. Well, uh, that's the original law as it was written. Um, and let me just give you a wonderful piece of information from when this was passed in 2010. We're talking 11 years ago now. Uh, bill Richardson, of course, was four square behind this. Big Bill loves Branson and, and Virgin Galactic. According to the Economic Development Department, in testimony they submitted, we have to have this liability protection law because, quote, passing this legislation will maintain New Mexico's leadership in commercial spaceflight and create economic and educational opportunities for New Mexicans. That was 11 years ago. Has there been one more spaceport tenant uh, uh, as a result no. of the passage of that law uh, and uh, that uh, allowability no, for those uh, 11 years ago? It's been ridiculous. Now, not only was that original legislation left on the books, a couple years later in 2013, our beloved Mary Kay Papin, the Democrat senator from down, down south, uh, who has carried a lot of legislation for Branson over the years, she expanded the law to include not just Virgin Galactic, but any manufacturer or supplier of components to Virgin Galactic. So they can't be sued by passengers uh, who are injured or uh, you know bodily harm or emotionally uh, damaged. So 
The problem is that this law is supposed to sunset, ladies and gentlemen, not that far from now, just a few months away, July 1st, 2021. So our friends uh, on the Republican and Democratic side now have come together to say that we want to repeal that sunset of the law. We want to keep this liability protection. And they even submitted a rewriting of the law because as presently uh, written, uh, suborbital rocket is not descriptive enough because it's not really a rocket, the Virgin Galactic spacecraft. It's kind of a space plane. So now they're substituting, they're, they're striking the words suborbital rocket, and they call it now, quote, a vehicle built to operate in or transport a payload or human being by suborbital spaceflight. So this is the state, again, as Eddie said, you know, the coalition, the Republicans and Democrats coming together to carry the water for this, basically, it's a scam at this point. Maybe it always was a scam. Um, And again, you have a Republican and a Democrat coming together uh, on this piece of legislation. And, you know, more carrying the water, doing the bidding of this... uh, nutty Sir Richard over in the UK for a project that has been a disaster for the last 15 years. But of course, you paid for it, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. And the Democrats are looking for uh, cooperatives on the other side. And that's kind of, if you just look at it in a very abstract way, you know, they, it's sort of like filing an amicus brief. You know, if the Democrats file something and they get Republicans to go ahead and do it, and they say, okay, well, now we have the moral suasion to say that both sides are on board, or they use the word bipartisan, uh, etc. Every time that they're able to get a Rebecca Dow or a Crystal Diamond or someone on board, and this is stuff that is being heard today, your opinion is basically uh, uh, squashed underfoot. Uh, It's put out as a celebration and a victory. And as to why that company will continue to invest, because everybody got together and made up their mind to go ahead and do the logical thing. This is illogical, because if you were a passenger on Spaceport America's uh, Virgin Galactic, or if they had any other tenant uh, who was out there, and they had this law continued past uh, July 1st, what would you have? You would have zero uh, opportunity to go ahead and have any sort of recovery in the event that you lost your life or you lost a number of lives of what you were related to because it would be capped at $1 million instead of $200 million, uh, which is where it probably should be. And that's what the original intent of all this was, although it's not written in the language. $200 million uh, would be probably more agreeable. Uh, imagine losing Chris McAuliffe or uh, one of these other astronauts that was going in outer space. You know, how much is her life worth for that risk for going up there, and what liability does that company have? Um, at this point, uh, given what I've presented from Chamasa Palapatia, yes. uh, who has uh, siphoned off a huge amount of money, this is all about money. And this is a man who wants to go ahead and lead the charge for the Democrats against Gavin Newsom in California, and he's looked at that uh, corporate welfare to the tune of. Uh, at least $70, $80 million in his recovery. I believe the current valuation with the market cap of uh, Virgin Galactic is north of $3 billion at this time. But it's essentially a worthless company. It will never get into space. Whether you see Charles Payne or every other people who is trying to stooge uh, for these companies, uh, there's no doubt that the public itself is being gamed. And we're going to talk with Greg Zanetti after the break. Because we're going to talk about GameStop, we're going to talk about uh, uh, Overstock, and we're going to talk about how this type of financial mechanism is set up so that these uh, sort of wunderkind wunderkind, uh, are are essentially trying to uh, establish themselves as a legitimate uh, entity, but they are anything but. And they take advantage of the tax breaks, of the bureaucracy, and it's all a con game because... You know, if I was ever going to sell a, uh, fo- a car to anybody, Dowd, you know who I'd want to sell it to? 
a politician. They'll buy it for, you know, they'll spend... Using someone else's money, of course. Yeah, exactly. And uh, make no mistake about it, they're probably the easiest people to sell anything to based upon the bad policies that they have approved. 420 here in Akiva on AM1600 KIVA, directly on your radio, on your app at abq.fm, on your computer at rockoftalk.com, and on your TV, Roku TV, Fire TV, at rockoftalk.tv. Don't forget, you can also watch us directly on that app as well. Just click on the little TV icon in abq.fm app, and you can see us live right now. 421 here in the Kiva, back in for AM 1500 KIVA. Thanks for listening. International Protective Service, or IPS, is the very best security investigations firm in New Mexico and the southwestern United States. We utilize the very best law enforcement, the United States military, and true security professionals from all over the world. When you, your family, or your business needs the very best, think of International Protective Service. Call International Protective Service today at 505-897-2420 or visit us on the web at internationalprotectiveservice.com. Salon Deluxe and Tanrio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tanrio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tanrio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now, 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, You will receive quick response times and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700, that's 836-5700. 
Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Do you have any more of a nest egg now than you did this time last year? If you're not moving toward reasonable financial goals, it's time for a chat with Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors. Visit CrowAboutMoney.com. All right, let's put things together, starting with the weather. Looks like uh, just really going to be another nice weekend. Looks like uh, all storm activity is gone. They say a very minor slight chance of uh, rain or snow on uh, Friday, but not a big chance of that uh, happening. Right now, I can tell you it's 42 degrees in Rio Rancho, 43 at Knob Hill, and 41 at the Rock of Talk. All right, no real problems on the road in terms of big slowdowns. If you drive across the river on I-40 westbound, looking really sharp. Not too bad on uh, Montano. A little bit of slowing on uh, the uh, on Paseo as you get closer and closer to Coors Road, but nothing out of the ordinary there. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. Companion care with reasonable rates. These people are ready to help you folks out. And they're really great people. Household services, mobile assistance, meal preparation, cognitive assistance. Amazing people ready at Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. And they accept insurance as well as pay clients. Contact Amazing Grace by going to homecare.theplaceilike.com. All right, we're up to date. Now let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. 426 here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA on the radio, on the app at abq.fm, directly on the website rockoftalk.com, as well as Rock of Talk TV. Now for Roku and Amazon Fire, we have Greg Zanetti here, the Brigadier General Greg Zanetti <laughs> here to talk about uh, financial services, uh, but not really about the real big story that seems to be oh, swimming yeah. around, and we're trying to avoid it uh, because it brings a certain level of uncertainty. Not everybody's comfortable with stocks and trading and hedge funding and all that kind of stuff. But Greg works in this realm, and if you have any questions about it directly and uh, where you sit with your portfolio, all you have to do is pick up the phone and dial Greg Zanetti at 250-3754 or go to my website, ZanettiFinancial.com. 550-5500 if you have calls or texts uh, for uh, Greg Zanetti. We'll we'll be here until uh, 5 p.m. all the way to the top of the hour. So let's talk about it. What's happening? How do we get to this point? And uh, what is GameStop? What is a company maybe called Overstock? Well, you may have remembered Overstock from a number of years back. You'd go online and you could go to Overstock.com and find things cheap. Well, they had a stock that traded on the exchange. And then for a number of reasons, a number of hedge funds began to do something called shorting the stock. And Eddie, you, you know what this means. But you can make money when the price of a stock goes down. If you're betting, it will go down. Well, what if you had the ability to push the price down? What if you could almost guarantee your returns by forcing the price down every day? And this is what the hedge funds figured out. You could essentially, through some rather exotic methods, borrow shares into existence that weren't really out there 
and then sell them. Well, if you can flood the market with sell orders, you are capable of pushing the price of any stock down because you'll have more sellers than buyers, which will naturally push the price down. Well, this started to happen with Overstock. And the CEO was dumbfounded. This was uh, Patrick Byrne. Interesting fellow. Anyway, he it took him a while to recognize what was going on with this company and what was going on with this stock that was totally outside the realm of what was happening in real life with his company. And at some point, he finally figured out or explained to him what was happening on Wall Street that was pushing his stock down. Well, he went to the regulators and complained and said, we now have more shares being sold than there are shares in existence. That's like voters wow. sometimes. Right. Jurisdiction. right. <laughs> and, he, and he cried for relief from the regulators. Hey, you've got to put an end to this. This is outrageous. And it fell on deaf ears. And it, they did nothing. And it basically set a precedent. And so let's spring forward to today in GameStop. So, Eddie, I'm going to make you a hedge fund manager. Oh, I love it when you give me roles. I know. Perfect. Yes, I like uh, taking over the world in these roles. Okay, so here you are. You're out looking at the investment landscape, and here's GameStop. Okay. And you know what they do. They sell games at shopping malls to teenage kids who come in there to play, you know, Mortal Kombat. And, and young kids, and my kids are now on Mortal Kombat 11, just so you know. <laughs> and they all know about uh, brutality and fatality, right. but go ahead. Okay, so you've got a store in a mall. Now, malls are already struggling, as we know. Plus, games are coming out now online and streaming, so you don't really have to go to a store to get a game. And these hedge funds thought, hey, th this is a stock we could short. This one is heading toward the ash heap of history. We could we could push this along a little bit faster. And just so people understand, shorting means that you don't think that that particular stock Correct. or business is going to do very well if you want to go ahead and... Uh, right. Go on the other side, obviously, buy the stock, which you're not allowing currently. That means you think it's going to do well. Right. So what you're, they were basically doing is saying, we're going to make money as the price goes down. <laughs> and, we, and again, most people don't think like this. We no, always no. think, okay, so you've got <laughs> to change your thinking. Right. <laughs> They're thinking. We're <laughs> now, no, who do you make the deal with for, for being paid out when the short's selling? You, a private the people who own it. The okay. Who okay. The business, right. yeah. okay. All right. So... There were a couple of hedge funds out there who were doing the overstock trick. Mm -hmm. They were basically borrowing shares into existence and then selling them. And, of course, they're doing it not just for themselves personally, but for all their clients who are invested in their hedge fund. Well, then on social media, some pretty clever guys got together and said, you know, if we start buying this thing... And we just start buying it all across the country and all of us in kind of a mob sort of way. Cash mob. Yeah. We could force the price up. Now, how are they using social media? Because they all have to be saying, essentially, Greg, the same thing. Exactly. What, what are they saying in order to, on Reddit and various other boards, because they're not using social media, Facebook, Twitter, and, uh, you know, Instagram. They're using Reddit. Reddit, right. Oh, and there are a number of others that are doing the same thing. But what they did, it was very simple. They said, what are the most shorted stocks on Wall Street? And we have, it's easy. You can pull it up and you can see the, the stocks that all the hedge fund managers are betting against to drive them down to make what was easy money on pushing a stock down. And they saw GameStop. And they said, you know, why don't we flip the script? If we start buying and pushing the price up, as the price goes up, 
they lose money. We can have a wealth transfer <laughs> from them to us. Well, then, if the mob suddenly came in, it was, it was like, I don't know, Genghis Khan coming over all the walls, and everybody's Just buying... Just like in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, $600 here, $1,000 here, $2,000, everybody buying GameStop, and the hedge funds are who is buying all this, and for what reason? And the only purpose was to drive that price up. Well, now, the losses started to become very painful for some of these hedge funds, is now, every time the stock ticks up, they're losing millions of dollars with every move. At some point, the pain becomes so bad, you have to, what we call, cover the position. You must then buy the stock so you can get right. out Ownership. of your short position. <laughs> now you're actually joining the mob to storm your own castle. <laughs> and you're increasing the price and you earn how right. instead of you spending 50 bucks, 100 bucks, uh, well now GameStop is well over $300. You're having to join that just exactly. so you can keep a certain level of control. Right. Well, I mean, there is a comical element oh, in all yeah. that in the, within the mechanism it, it itself, but there's actually something bigger going on here. Well, yeah. I mean, it's clearly market manipulation, but it was market manipulation on both sides. And then suddenly Wall Street steps in and says, oh, you can't do this. Well, but wait a minute. But, but you guys allowed it for the hedge funds right. and the other guys on the other side. And now that it's you're having the script flipped on you... You're changing the rules of the game. No, but this is us. We're different. Exactly. <laughs> well, this can't apply to us. <laughs> so now you have these platforms like Robinhood. Who's a, you know, for the little guy, you can invest and be on an equal plane. On surface. your app. Yeah, with on the big phone. guys. Yeah. And Robinhood flipped against the little guy today. It's, yep, and they decided not to sell any longer. Is that, that correct? That's exactly right. Yeah, the Ameritrade did the same thing. And it was like, whoa, wait, wait, what's going on here? So suddenly kind of the cat's out of the bag. All right, so we can allow this kind of market, we'll call it management instead of manipulation, to happen on one side but not the other. And the issue comes down to the regulators and the referees of this game have not been playing fair for a long time. They have been siding with the big guys versus the little guys. And now the little guys figured out a tactic to turn it on them, and now they want to stop the game, timeout, but let us figure out where this is going on. And now we're going to have congressional hearings. Now let's think about yeah, this. Led, led by a woman who does not even understand what a, a dollar is. <laughs> of money. Uh, and for her calling this in, uh, she's going to demonize this. And she's going to let the, uh, the big guys, uh, ergo Jeff Bezos, to come in and buy Robin Hood to prevent this type of thing. This is actually going to backfire those people who shorted this are going to make a lot of money, but the long term, this is going to be bad overall for everybody else. Right. And so, think about though, if you're a politician. All right, so are you going to side with the money interests who are always paying you and funding your campaigns, but then you're going to go back to your district, and you're going to face 2,000 millennials yeah. who are going to show up and say, right. hey, you... Not only are we going to work against you, we will do everything in our power to make sure you are never elected to anything else again. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a tough. This is going to be a tough thing for a politician. Which side are you going to come down? I on? would say though that it's not going to be tough for Connecticut politicians because, of course, Stanford, Connecticut. My, my donor. <laughs> That's a good point. Many years ago, my donor, who God only knows how much money he had, I, I would go visit the donor, and it would be you'd be in hedge fund alley, and you'd just right. look around, and all the food was the most 
exotic, you know, gourmet. Right. These people yeah. really take care of themselves. So uh, a couple politicians in Connecticut are going to be uh, on the hedge fund side, but I think a lot of others are going to be on the other side. <laughs> so now uh, let's let's draw a parallel to something even bigger. This is what happens at the end of any great bull market. You, you get the froth. You get the mania. You get these wild fluctuations. And, Eddie, I'm going to take you back now. And, and weird blips. Oh, yeah. Uh, let, let's go back to 1998, 1999. Sure, dot com. And, dot com. I remember outside the Dean Witter office here yep, in town, yep. they had lined up these long tables and folding chairs and they'd put these computers, like the big fat ones, you know, and they just had them lined up and you could come and sit down as Joe Citizen, log into a Dean Witter account and you could day trade dot com stocks. Well, I mean, we had little grandmas yeah, out there sure, sure. and people had no idea and it was like the casino, you know, bingo. <laughs> Woohoo, look how much money I just uh, made. Yep. Well, that's kind of a sign of the top. <laughs> Well, now, here we are 20, 21 years later, and you're seeing the same type of thing, but not long tables with computers, but it's all being done via social media, being done via your cell phone, being done. I can make instant money. And look, on this thing we just saw with GameStop, there were a lot of millionaires made in the last three days. And it was the little guys who were able to suck $13 billion out of one hedge fund. They got distributed out to a bunch of millennials and Robin Hood investors and so on. Well, you know, that kind of word spreads. What can we do next? <laughs> so $50,000 was turned into $15 billion by one investor. I mean, the Stunning. stories are out there. Right. Uh, there's nothing to prevent this from necessarily happening again without some regulation, which is exactly what the types of Maxine Waters, Jeff Bezos, and the sure. billionaires of the world. In fact, uh, one such guy... and. You know, I see this as a great comeuppance for the billionaires. Right. Uh, you know, you can't benefit all the time, and you can't create froth all the time, but the richest man in the world, Elon Musk, just wrote, if you can't sell houses you don't own, you can't sell cars you don't own, but you can sell stocks you don't own, this right. is BS. Shorting is a scam legal only for vestigal reasons. Uh, a comment Mr. Musk made earlier, the short squeeze praising the movement, appeared to help drive the uh, GameStop uh, rally. Uh, mm -hmm. Elon Musk now lashing out at short sellers uh, directly. He says the practice is legal only for vestigal reasons. He painted the idea of selling something you do not own actually as a scam. Buyers borrow those short sellers stocks with the hope that the stock price will fall when they have to sell the stocks back so they profit off the difference between the price they borrowed at the types that the stock's lower price and at the time that they sell it back. And that's exactly what stock shorting is. Right. It's about capturing the difference upon where you think that the stock is not going to be able to gain. So the less they're able to go ahead and bring in market gains, the more those short sellers are able to gain. I mean, I would uh, produce it to people who have ever played craps for you gamblers out there <laughs> and the guys who play the don't. Well, it's simple. The, right. the, the gamblers who don't play the don't pass line. They come out there, they show up, and everyone's like, yeah, I want the four, four, five, six, eight, ten. Cross the board uh, with the pass, and I'm going to double up my bet. And this a-hole shows up, and he, what does he play? The don't pass line. And uh, that's essentially what short selling is. So for the people who don't have skin in the game, it's a game, It's a way of just, like, partaking and taking some of that wealth uh, directly off that. We're here with Greg Zanetti. We're going to uh, be with him right after the break. 440 here in the Kiva. 
on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM here on your app, rockoftalk.com on your computer, and rockoftalk.tv uh, directly on your Roku and Amazon Fire and soon for Apple TV. Don't forget that uh, you can always pick us up on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify at the inclusion. 440 back and forth. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. ABQ Guns and Glock salute the veterans of New Mexico by offering reduced blue label pricing on all Glock blue label handguns for Memorial Day to Veterans Day. ABQ Guns is the largest stocking blue label dealer in the state and is the only woman veteran owned firearm store in Albuquerque. For details, come into the store in the Riverside Plaza just north of Montano and Coors at abqguns.com or call 899-1144. That's 899-1144. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683, 883 Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. RevelcoNM.com. 505-550-4994. 505-550-4994. Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at the Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At the Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at the Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771-3937. You've come to know Dr. Gardner. He is a major supporter of veterans in need of dental care. Veterans wonder if they can choose their dentist. Dr. Gardner says yes to veterans. Under the Choice Program, a veteran can choose any licensed dental provider in their community that accepts the VA's reimbursement. Dr. Gardner is the trusted veterans dentist in Albuquerque. Call Dr. Gardner at 828-2669. Vets need a dentist that can meet their needs. Call Dr. Gardner at 828-2669. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now, 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. Do you have any more of a nest egg now than you did this time last year? 
If you're not moving toward reasonable financial goals, it's time for a chat with Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors. Visit CrowAboutMoney.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at the Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At the Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at the Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771 771- Three nine All right, time to put things together. We're going to start with the weather. Looking uh, fairly decent into the weekend. In fact, look at this. 61 degrees are anticipated high next Tuesday. And so we're steadily climbing up into the 50s and very slight chance of rain Friday night overnight. But they're saying that's uh, diminishing the closer we get to it. Uh, really not too bad right now. 47 degrees in Rio Rancho, 47 at the VA hospital, and it is 41 at the Rock of Talk. All right, accident on I-40. This is going to be eastbound, heading towards the mountains. It's right before San Mateo. Just a lot of activity on the right shoulder. No real slowing behind it. Uh, construction, though, still working there on, uh, this is Montgomery westbound between Carlisle and I-25. So that's why you're seeing such a slow pattern there. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Sunny Side Up, where the patio tables are open when it's warm. So maybe this weekend they'll definitely be there. But you can always enjoy takeout. Things like the pineapple coconut waffle, avocado toast, the healthy lunch choices, and fresh squeezed juices. We don't want that concentrated juice. So at Sunny Side Up, they always make sure you get fresh squeezed juices. All right, if you'd like to see all this, just go to sunny.theplaceilike.com. We're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, 446 here in the Kiva. Directly on the radio at AM 1600 KIVA, on the app, abq.fm, computer, rockoftalk.com. And don't forget, uh, you can always catch us directly now for Roku and Amazon Fire at Rock of Talk uh, TV. We're here with Greg Zanetti. Uh, Zanetti is somebody you can call directly. I say Zanetti. I don't even say Mr. <laughs> Zanetti sometimes. But, uh, okay. Greg, how can people reach out to you? 250-3754 or just go to my website, ZanettiFinancial.com. And we have lots of people. Thank you, each and every one of you who go ahead and take the time to give him a call uh, directly and uh, let him know that you listen to him here in the Kiva. A lot of people say how much they appreciate your time. Uh, one such texter uh, says, always look forward to Mr. Zanetti. Being on your show, Eddie, we appreciate that he takes the time to be on. Uh, that's important. Uh, Eddie, they know the law is dead. Lady Liberty's blindfold is off, and no one will be prosecuted. That is uh, Jim, who's uh, checking in. Uh, Elon Musk lashing out at short sellers. That article came directly from Brian. Uh, Eddie, if the Reddit boys could destroy J.P. Morgan's short position and force delivery, silver could go over $100 oh, to the moon, that, Alice. That, uh, we can talk about the overall, but... Let also, us pause there for a minute. Sure. He just made a really good point, because this is what was happening last night <laughs> before I went to bed, which shows you I really need a life. I was looking at the movement on social media for what would be the next short attack after GameStop, because once they figured it out, I mean, why not just go to the next short position, the next short position? If you're looking for the biggest short position, remember, that's when you make money when it goes down. The biggest short position is silver. Hmm. Now. That's interesting. Who 
is the big this is trivia question who is the largest owner of silver in the united states and it's millions and millions of ounces you told me that three weeks ago and i didn't know it and i think it is a uh, finance company named jp morgan that is correct if you took the next seven biggest owners of silver you added up how much silver they own multiplied it by two two you would have less than what jp morgan owns in silver so the question is this why is an investment bank that does not use silver to make solar panels or anything else, you know, little dots and electronic boards, well, why are they amassing million ounces of silver? And how have they done it? And what they have done, and what we have known for a long time, is they have had a concentrated short position on silver to keep the price of silver down while they have amassed millions of ounces of physical silver. Mm. Now, you might think that would be illegal, and it should be, and it is. Better do the regulators ever do anything about it? No. The same thing happens with gold. I can't tell you, Eddie, how many times at three in the morning on Sunday morning, which is the quietest hour of global trade, you will see a billion dollar sell order come in on gold, which will slam the price down. Well, anybody wanted to sell a billion dollars worth of gold, first, if you have it, you you probably wouldn't be selling it. Right. But if you wanted to, you would want best price. So you would ease it in. It might take months. It might take you know, at least several weeks to sell uh, to get best price. So when somebody is selling a billion all at once, the sole purpose is to slam the price down because you can make money shorting gold or silver. Anyway, I'm going to take you back to 1980, and this will explain some things. There were a couple of fellows named the Hunt Brothers who were trying to corner the market in silver. And this is when silver was rocketing up. This is the last part of the Carter administration. Reagan wasn't in office yet. Anyway, they were trying to corner the market, and the regulators stepped in and changed the rules on them, and they ended up losing a ton of money. So that's when they passed these laws that limited the amount of anything you could buy. But there was no limit on the amount you could sell. And so this is what you were just talking about, the break. You were talking about naked short selling. There's basically no limit. You want to explain to the listeners what that is? You were just reading it. Uh, Yeah, let me get... uh, Oh, here it is. Uh, Naked short selling is described as, quote, selling short sales of stock, or I guess could be commodities. Sure. Uh, that the seller does not have and does not borrow to make delivery by removing no, get in the game. Yeah, uh, by removing the borrowing and delivery of shares or commodities. Right. Naked short selling allows for concentrated downward price pressure through unlimited short selling without the costs of borrowing. Correct. Unlimited. So you had a limited amount you could buy because no one wanted you to corner any market. Okay, I get that. But there was no limit to how much you could sell. Well, it didn't take long for Wall Street to figure this out. We can make a lot more money shorting things and pushing the price down without running into regulatory problems. And this is what we have seen more over the decades into this monster that we have created today. So last night on social media, (laughs) you could see it coming. What's next? What's the largest short position out there in the universe? Silver. And it's not even close. Mm Mm-hmm. And so this morning when the markets opened, silver was up 6%. And I thought, oh boy, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> the mob is coming over the walls. And then the GameStop thing came. 
boom, and everything just stopped right there. But what it tells you is the jig is up. I mean, the, the veil is down. They have figured this thing out. Mm-hmm. So there are going to be changes, and what I'm going to guess is these lawsuits and why there's, there will be lawsuits. They are going to halt all this now to give Wall Street a chance to unwind their positions. So let me ask you, overall, a lot of perspective going towards you know this uh, tumultuous market that has trended only upwards, and uh, right. we're looking at plus thirty thousand, and you know uh, everyone uh, has taken credit for it in one form or another. I believe even the current administration has has taken credit for it uh, as well. Um, where do you see things going? And I don't expect you to be right on this answer because that's impossible. There's too many variables uh, in the, that are encompassing the stock market, etc. But uh, help us just sort of put some level of sanity so that there's no panic, either selling or buying uh, in this market. Well, you mentioned the panic word. It will end in panic. It always does. I mean, that's just human nature. I'm going to give you two scenarios. One is a term you've probably never heard. It's a crash up. And I'm getting that look from I, I like I like that. I like the way that sounds. I like, I like the up. word up, anything up, right? right? Yeah. So this is the inflation scenario where the stock market continues to rise. It might even rise dramatically higher, up 20, 30, 40%. But your dollar is heading down at 50, 60, 70%. This is the Venezuela model, where the stock market will go up 200,000%, but the, but the inflation rate is 1 million percent. <laughs> how, how better off are so, you? Right, so, well, you're not. You're clearly so losing crash, crash power. They're so, sort of crossing each other. Yeah, so, right, so you get this stocks going up, but not nearly enough to keep maintain your standard yeah, I mean, of living. The other option is that, you know, finally there's a break and the real world invades. And this is what you were talking about at the top of the hour, kind of as I was driving in. You said, hey, look, the stock market is now valued at 190% plus of the GDP, meaning the stock market's almost twice as big as the entire economy. Well, that was never true in the past. I mean, the stock market was a subset of the greater economy, not the economy a subset of a stock market. Again, this has happened three times in history where this has occurred. Once was 1929, once was 1999 before the dot-com crash, and the last time was before uh, Lehman Brothers and you know the housing bubble burst. In each of those cases, the stock market got barely bigger than the economy, not 90-plus percent bigger than the economy. So we could retreat back to more normal levels. That would be painful for a lot of your investors who are in the classic mix of 60% stocks, 40% bonds, and they think, oh, I'm going to be okay. And so there's a term I've kind of borrowed from National Geographic <laughs> called tonic immobility. Have you ever heard of this? Tonic immobility? Yes. Never heard of it. Sounds like a great drink, though. It does. <laughs> in fact, you should make it up. It I prefer the Tom Collins. <laughs> is that a, is that a, 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 a thrice times uh, yeah, a Tom Collins, right? No, it sounds good. But what it, it's uh, it's common in animals in the wild. Okay. When confronted with a predator, right, the animal will freeze. They are not able to move, and they will just stare. And in the face of obvious danger, they will do nothing. <laughs> Literally during the headlights. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they, they think the thinking in the animals, if I just don't do anything, <laughs> it will go away. <laughs> but we've all watched enough National Geographic specials. <laughs> it doesn't go away. <laughs> uh, 
I think there are a number of perils staring investors in the face right now. And it's not, it isn't just the markets and the overvaluations and the numbers we all talk about. And then what you're seeing on GameStop, you know, mm-hmm. the last couple of days, all of this is really out of whack and ought to be sending a little bit of a warning signal to you. But it's not just in finance. What, 25,000 National Guard troops at an sure. inauguration with attack helicopters, yeah. concertina wire. are still there. Right. For what? Wait a minute. This, something's wrong. I mean, when you think about the trillions of dollars that are being printed, and everyone kind of knows, wait a minute, how much longer can this go on? Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's a good question. I think, uh, I don't want that to be rhetorical, but how much longer can it go on, Greg? I don't know. Uh, Is there any end in sight at this point in terms of what's happening with the market? Are we going to continue to see these remarkable gains in the market, Uh, the disconnect that's happening between the valuation of the 10K reports for these companies and the valuation that's coming in, the artificial uh, artificial propping up of these companies? Uh, Like, Is there an end to this? I will answer for the general. Sure. The great economist Herb Stein. Trends that can't go on forever don't. Correct. And so that's just the, the date... Right, uh, and what it'll be, Eddie, it'll be some catalyst that makes it happen. Okay, it could be a banking failure that will be blamed for it, but just like they blamed Lehman how for about housing. An, how bubble. about an impeachment trial? Do you think they might blame that on sure. that and then bring it down? Yeah, it, yes, it could be just something totally out of the blue. It could be the sinking of an aircraft carrier. Mm. It could be a dirty bomb going off in Atlanta. It could be a big earthquake in California. Whatever the catalyst is, we'll blame it, but it's really the foundation that we have built and this trajectory that we're on. Uh, it could be the Chinese just trying to saying we're going to disgorge your debt. We will be selling... Or start a war with Taiwan. <laughs> well, you've seen they've gone through Taiwanese airspace, what, three times in the mm-hmm. last week since Biden took the oath, and of course nothing has, has happened there. Right. And so, yeah, these are the types of things that could trigger it. So I... I visualize it a little bit like we've been piling up wood, really dry wood, and pouring gasoline on it. And the more trillions we print, the more we pile up. And as long as nothing happens, we have tonic immobility. It hasn't pounced yet. Uh, Very quickly, in the last 20 seconds, repeat the law of the 80s for everybody and why this year uh, could be worse than last year. Uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, we Sorry, have an 80-year cycle in America. Every 80 years, we seem to go through a time of trial. The year ending in zero is the doorstep year. 1940 was the doorstep year to World War II. Uh, 1860 was the doorstep year to the Civil War. 1780 was the doorstep year to Washington winning. Uh, let's see, 1700 was the doorstep year to an 11-year war. We don't study much, but it's called Queen Anne's War. And the one before that, the Pilgrim's Land in 1620, the doorstep year to... America really getting started. So here we are in the year of trial. And if it holds true, Americans are very good at getting through trial. So keep your chins up. Greg, how can people reach you? My number, 250-3754. Or go to my website at ZanettiFinancial.com. Greg's the best. Uh, please, by all means, reach out to him if you have any money questions. Back up to the top of the hour, Fox News right here in the Kiva. AM 1600 KIVA directly on the app. And the radio at rockoftalk.com at the top of the hour, Fox News. More great talk when we return. I don't know how to tell time.
You're listening to Fox News, ABQ.FM, K229CL, 93.7 FM, and AM 1600, KIVA, Albuquerque. The $2 trillion coronavirus relief package that faces an uncertain future in Congress. President Biden and White House economic officials are reaching out to Democrats and Republicans on a $1.9 trillion COVID relief proposal that would inject funding into vaccine distribution, schools, small business aid, and individual stimulus checks. We are not going to put ourselves in a place or anyone in a place where we're choosing between helping families to, to put food on the table and making sure kids go back to get back to school. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says the president wants bipartisan support, but Democrats in Congress are beginning the process of budget reconciliation, a legislative tool that would eliminate a 60-vote threshold in the Senate, allowing it to pass with a simple majority. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Two executive orders signed by President Biden today, focusing on Healthcare. Of all times that we need to reinstate access to, affordability of, and extensive access to Medicaid is now in the middle of this COVID crisis. One order allows for a three-month sign-up for healthcare.gov starting February 15th and reverses policies that exclude people with pre-existing conditions. The other expands access to reproductive health care for women. The House Financial Services Committee will hold a hearing on stock trading in GameStop and other stocks which have been seeing big swings in recent days due to trading driven by social media. Chair Maxine Waters said the hearing will focus on short-selling online trading platforms and their impact on capital markets. Ohio Republican Congressman Jim Jordan says he will not run for the Senate seat that will be vacated when fellow Republican Rob Portman leaves office in 2022. America is listening to Fox News. The Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Squares sweepstakes is back. It's the largest official game of Super Bowl Squares ever with millions of dollars in prizes. And best of all, it's free to enter. Every score change, someone wins $50,000. Just enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com and it could be you. Touchdowns, field goals, safeties, extra points. Every single score change will draw one lucky winner from the square to win $50,000. Plus, two great Grand Prize winners will win a half a million dollars they could use toward their dream home. One way to enter, two ways to win. See rules and enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com. Then tune into the Super Bowl on February 7th to see if you bring home some dough. Rocket Mortgage, official mortgage sponsor of Super Bowl 55. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of 50 U.S. and D.C. of age of majority. Ends 2-4-2021, p.m. Eastern. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. The NFL entities as defined in the official rules is not offered to sponsor this promotion in any way. A report by New York's Attorney General on the number of COVID-related deaths at the state's nursing homes. The 76-page report released by New York Attorney General Letitia James says Governor Andrew Cuomo's administration undercounted COVID-19-related deaths at the state's nursing homes by as much as 50%. The AG's survey of nursing homes found discrepancies between the number of deaths reported to investigators and the official count from the health department. The state is accused of making an accurate count of the nursing home deaths harder because they 
they only counted the ones at facilities instead of those who were transferred to hospitals and died there. Governor Cuomo has also been criticized for forcing nursing homes to accept patients who had tested positive for the coronavirus. In New York, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Apple is set to roll out a new privacy control this spring that will prevent iPhone apps from secretly shadowing people. The company has been talking about the feature for a while, but the privacy control has been delayed to give Facebook and other apps more time to adjust to a feature that will require iPhone users to give consent before apps can track them. President Biden's pick to, the, to lead the Housing and Urban Development Department called for more affordable housing at her confirmation hearing. Ohio Representative Marsha Fudge told us in the committee the pandemic has led to a housing emergency with millions of Americans behind on rent and mortgage payments. My first priority as secretary would be to alleviate that crisis and get people the support they need to come back from the edge. Fudge called on the government to provide more help, saying the eviction moratorium and $25 billion in aid are not enough. If confirmed, Fudge will be the first woman to lead HUD in decades. Rachel Sutherland. Fox News. Wall Street at the close. Stocks regained some lost ground. The Dow gained 300. The Nasdaq plus 66. The S&P added 36 points. I'm Lee Silicera, and this is Fox News. All right, time to get hour number two underway, and we're going to put things together starting with the weather. Hi, everybody. I'm Rudy Grande, and it's going to look great over the weekend. They say by Tuesday next week, even 61 degrees, so thumbs up to all of that. Got to tell you right now, it is 46 degrees at Haynes Park. Altura Park checks in with 46 degrees, and it's 41 at the Rock of Talk. Don't know what's going on here on Paseo del Norte, westbound. Everything gets hung up right there at Golf Course, all right? So you're already beyond the Coors Road, so that drive was smooth. But then you get to Golf Course, and it is under uh, 10 miles an hour all the way up to Unser. I'm suspicious there may have been an accident there. Still looking into that for you. They did clear the accident. I-40 eastbound at San Mateo. Not even in the paperwork stage. It's off the freeway now. And still running a little slow on I-25 southbound as you make your way from Jefferson to uh, Comanche. All right, this traffic report brought to you by Taco Tote on Central across from the historic Highland Theater. They are starting breakfast burritos. They have new hours starting tomorrow, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Every day is Taco Tote today gotta have it and one of the great things you'll do is get the breakfast burritos comes with your choice of meat potatoes and egg if you want and you make your burrito the way you want taco tote on central across from the historia kylan theater all right we're up to date now let's dive into the rock talk Albuquerque's Metro Aggression. Eddie Aragon. Eddie on the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA on your radio, on the app at ABQ.FM, on your TV at rockoftalk.tv, and on your computer at rockoftalk.com. 5500 hour two. D. Dowd Muska here in a very heady and interesting uh, conversation uh, with uh, Greg Zanetti. And uh, Dowd, your reaction to that? Oh, everything uh, that you heard. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. I've been looking up uh, this whole naked short selling. I've also been looking up those of the Hunt brothers uh, trying to corner the silver market. Uh, Mr. General Zanetti always has uh, good information for us. But you know what, folks? I'm up twenty-seven dollars and five cents oh. with my with my one share of Virgin Galactic, and I'm staying in this market. I don't care what the general's fears are. 
<laughs> well, I can tell you, uh, everything is overinflated at this point. It's crazy. Irrational exuberance yep. was the word used by a friend of mine this morning. And if you look up that word, it has to do with exactly what uh, uh, Alan Greenspan referred to. Former uh, Fed he, chairman. Yep. Yeah, the irrational exuberance of the dot-com bust. And uh, he was Fed chairman for, I believe, more than 20 years, our longest-serving Fed chairman, I believe, in history. Um, but the long and the short of it is, hey, don't short and uh, stay in for the long haul and uh, patronize our advertisers like Greg Snetty, Michael Trujillo, who can help you for the long haul of uh, what's happening in this market. We are no longer on social media. No more Facebook. No more, uh, I should say, Facebook. No more Twitter. And uh, no more Instagram uh, coming in from the Kiva any, any further. Really unnecessary at this point. If you watch us uh, directly on TV, you can see the beautiful vistas of the pink sands and pink clouds of White Sands Missile Range. And uh, that is all right there. Uh, we put all that information. And all these uh, pictures are licensed uh, directly. I'd love to put uh, the credit out there to the photographer who put these together and all. Certainly be working on that uh, together with uh, some of the uh, names of the pictures. I've got a few I've got to submit um, from my own little album, uh, like Rui Doso, White Sands. Uh, I've got some interesting ones up on the Colorado Plateau, heading up in the Four Corners area. So maybe even a little D. Dowd Muska picture taking uh, in the future. That's important. Uh, you get those uh, big fat uh, JPEGs that are like 10, <laughs> right. 10 megs, 15 megs a piece. And uh, that's just uh, good uh, photography. Uh, very quickly, before we get into the homicide rates, uh, which we'll talk about in our next segment, I believe we're on pace, as John said yesterday, for 252. After the three that happened last night, uh, do the division, John, bring it back in. I believe we're over on pace for 300-plus uh, uh, homicides here in the uh, year 2020. Three people died last night, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more on that uh, with none other than the Mike Klaas. And Eddie Janet Yellen, the new Secretary Treasury, made $800,000 from Citadel Hedge Fund, part of the GameSpot debacle. Not surprised uh, there. Uh, Eddie, no Facebook Live today? No, no longer on Facebook. Uh, Eddie, can we load the uh, video directly on the app? All you have to do is go to abq.fm and you can see us right there. Larry checks in. Yes, they can't go on forever, but what? has happened before in history. We gave you that with the 80-year cycle. Eddie, interesting, Elon Musk would criticize the way anyone makes money since I believe he has raked in millions in government dollars for his electronic cars. One of the things that Elon Musk has done is paid back the government every single dollar. Um, that is actually pretty uh, interesting. I'm actually reading a biography of Musk right now, and, and I just finished up the portion where he got his initial fortune from the, it was called Zap2 was the first company. It was kind of like a Yelp directions kind of thing that somebody bought. And then Compaq, I think, bought... Oh, no, eBay bought uh, PayPal, his second company. And mm -hmm. Elon Musk is... These guys, you know, you have to take the good and the bad with everyone. He, he's kind of a jerk, but he's a maniacal worker. They basically said no one in the company worked harder. He worked 23 hours a day. They'd have to kind of kick him in the morning. He'd be in a beanbag, passed out, and, and an employee would come in and kick him to wake him up. Uh, taught himself coding, uh, autistic. They actually had an operation, took out some glands when he was a boy because they thought he couldn't hear because he was just so in his own world. But, you know, they're not great people. You wouldn't necessarily want to hang out with them, but we do need, you know, Steve Jobs was a colossal jerk. Uh, we do need these figures uh, to advance uh, society and technology. They, they do wonderful things. Uh, 
Eddie. That is not a short sell. It is a pump and dump <laughs> that is happening. Uh, I love that. I think that's about my favorite term that there is. That's what's happening with uh, Virgin Galactic. That's what uh, they're doing is they're elevating the values of these uh, companies, draining the money out of those companies, and then running with it and doing what they want. Remember the Sopranos episode, remember? Webistics. Push Webistics. Uh, they had the mob had their own pump and dump operation. That's <laughs> pretty. Funny. Eddie, the law is now dead. Lady Liberty's blindfold is off. No one will be prosecuted. And uh, Eddie, people who short stocks should be hung, drawn, and quartered. Um, is that the worst thing in the world? Short stock. Uh, these faux news updates are unbearable. Uh, it's a Biden regime dance party. Wow, that's that's some strong words. Uh, Eddie, his friend is planning a protest outside APS headquarters at noon. On February 3rd, what is that, next uh, Wednesday? Your help in spreading the word is appreciated. What would you be protesting? Let's talk about this for a moment. Let's talk about schools, okay? Because the schools are not going to be reopening on the timeline that the governor has put it out. And why would she have come out and actually said, hey, they're going to open up on February 8th? I think there's a reason. This is uh, part of that inside-outside baseball where she says they're going to open up, but they have an individual choice to make. So she gets to be the benevolent, benevolent purveyor of let's open up schools again, yet there's she gets to demonize these people on a very small level. And on the small level, the superintendents, whether it's the Albuquerque Public School, which I believe is one of the top 20 uh, Albuquerque or uh, school districts in the entire country, she gets to look good when she demonizes them for them not opening up. And that's sort of the way that it's played out. And don't think that any of this uh, at this point isn't coordinated. Uh, your children, if they are supposed to be participating in high school athletics, will not be participating, from what I can imagine, uh, given the ramifications. Uh, uh, unless they're interested in graduating in August, a couple of weeks before they're supposed to join the uh, college ranks going into uh, 2021. We have decided to go ahead and open up our economy. We visit uh, with the New Mexico Restaurant Associations. Uh, uh, president in Carol White yesterday, and that opening up is a varied uh, interpretation because going from red to yellow means only opening up to 25 percent. Yep. And we didn't cover this in any sort of uh, real way yesterday. We just, you know, sort of tipped our hat to it. And if you go from 25 to 50 percent, you're going to full on green. There is never going to be a full on back to normal, whether it's in the schools in the restaurants, yep. even in the businesses at this point. So this is a very difficult time for businesses here in the state of New Mexico, but how much more difficult is it for the students that aren't going to be able to go full-time to school as well? So we have uh, sort of embarked upon this opening up and the measures that the governor is taking place, but it's nothing about opening. It is just about more control and seeing what she's going to go ahead and let happen. And don't think that it's only happening here in the state of New Mexico. They just happen to be doing it better than anybody else in the country as far as running the Democratic Party playbook. Cuomo can't do it. There's too much pushback. Other big states, California can't do it. They're asking for a recall. Here, for some reason, we decide to go ahead and put up with it. But this is the same playbook that they're uh, willing to go ahead and run in every blue state, New Mexico being one of them. And this is why I call New Mexico a Petri dish. A lot of people have a hard time with that terminology. And the reason why we're called a Petri dish is because they can actually get these things done in a very small populated state such as New Mexico. So this has uh, pr proved to be disastrous. 
Their fail-safe is really easy. They look forward to going to the permanent fund moving forward, and when they don't have the money that they need because they shuttered oil and gas, we'll talk about it in hour number three, because they've decided to go ahead and bolster uh, things like uh, Energy Transition Act and the Green New Deal and putting money into Netflix and the various other movie companies that have come here, they don't care about the following entities, oil and gas, small business, restaurants, and most of all, the schools. And the school should have been open a long time ago. So that is the current state of how things stand here in the states. I don't know if we're going to be able to move forward uh, on that anytime soon because we're going to, it's going to take another two weeks before we get another progress report what's coming from the state on which states are red, which, which states are yellow. And right at this point, no state in the entire uh, state of New Mexico is green, with the exception of, what was it, Dabaca County? I believe it's Harding. Harding. Why, what, 625 people. Yeah, 625 uh, people have the green light. Uh, probably not one restaurant in the entire county. Well, I mean, you're so right about the, uh, it's kind of like a fake reopening. I think maybe if you're just out there, you know, living your life and not really looking at the details of this, you may think, oh, we're, we're really making progress. The, right. Carol said something that terrified me that it didn't, you know, you, I'm I'm an expert at thinking of, you know, things in the worst terms and predicting the, the worst things that could happen, but she made a point. I was thinking about it as I was trying to sleep last night. You're a restaurant in a co- county that has gone to yellow or green. You're doing everything you can. You've got your certification. You're complying with everything, but every two weeks, you're living with this fear that, oh, our county's going to backslide based on something you don't control. You can do everything right. You can provide your great service clean, cleaner even than you, are, you were before. But because of the arbitrary metrics that were set in Santa Fe, your county goes from green back to yellow or from yellow back to red, greatly impacting the viability of your business, something you had absolutely nothing to do with. So that's on the restaurant side. On the school side, Eddie, this, this sort of fake reopening, you sent me a, I don't know who this individual is. It's a... Uh, well-written person, I won't say her, her, or her, her or his name, kind of an in-depth analysis of what it means to be going back to school. Uh, and this person listed masks required for all staff and students, except when eating or drinking. All staff must be screened daily for fever and COVID symptoms. All pre-K and elementary students must be kept in distinct small groups that stay together throughout the whole day. Social distancing must be maintained and large school gatherings are not allowed. So... Maybe it's not so much back to school as we think. Maybe there's a heck of a lot of uh, continuing mandates and restrictions uh, that, that are going to make this very hard to implement. So, again, one of the things that's happening right now, Dad, that you'll find amazing is my student or my kids are actually asked for more reports coming out. Uh, that's what's going to be required of your students when they go back to school is more reporting, um, yep. more tracking, uh, probably getting to the point where... GPS of your your students. Sure. Uh, sure. There's also now the idea of the, that's being introduced of year-round school to make up for lost time. Like these are all measures that they knew ahead of time of what they were going in with, and we don't want our children to be in year-round school um, unless it's the type of school that is, you know, uh, what is it, nine and three, nine and three, nine and three. Well, don't forget that, that year-round schooling has been advocated by a lot of teacher unions for many, many years. They're just seizing on this present crisis to say, oh, that's why we need year-round schooling. Um, if kids are not getting the education and not getting you know, what they need out of the current system, why would you want to make them spend more time in the current system? Right. Uh, what? Sub-70% graduation <laughs> rates, uh, namely. And Good I for think, the unions, though. Good for you know, the unions. And, and we're finding across the country teachers' unions are not uh, working to open up. If you notice, the governor is on the very same side of the page as the teachers' unions. And that isn't going to change anytime soon. So your schools aren't going to be open. Uh, they can splatter it on the front page, and then there can be a war between 
uh, faux war, if you will, between the uh, local superintendent and the governor. But, uh, you know, here's really the long and the short of it. Give kid, kids masks. Make sure you put them in pods. Tell them to go back to school. And let's resume things as soon as possible. As far as activities are concerned, whether it's soccer, football, baseball, etc., kids should be allowed to fully participate in these sports at will, uh, regardless of uh, whether or not uh, there are certain restrictions uh, that in place. Uh, it should also be at their own risk. And uh, I think they should also be factoring in the level of infection as well as the mortality rates uh, if and when your child uh, should get sick. Because uh, as somebody put it to me earlier today, we're all eventually going to get COVID. It's just a matter of if it's this year, next year, what have you. And, and when you say get, you don't mean necessarily get sick. It means we'll be exposed to this virus. So many cases are asymptomatic. So when, we, when, when you hear Eddie say that, and I say it too... Don't think we're just cavalier or everybody's going to sit sick, be tougher. You know, no. I think the CDC said 40%, this was months ago, 40% of cases are asymptomatic, which means it's probably higher knowing the CDC. So we don't mean you're going to get sick and you should get sick, and if you die, it's your fault. We mean this is, what did Dr. Uh, Summers say? Highly contagious, not very deadly. And don't forget uh, that they're trying to test you. They want to make sure everybody gets tested. Yep. Do not participate in every single person getting tested. That really is unnecessary, and it contributes in the other direction towards the numbers. The more tests, the more infections. Remember the false positives. Yep. Believe in those false positives. The inflection in terms of the uh, turnover, right, uh, which is, uh, what do you call the that? Cycle threshold. Yeah. Cycle threshold, uh, which has created a number of uh, false tests uh, that are out there. I mean, let's not forget how crazy and insane these people are. These are people who are renaming Abraham Lincoln schools. Yep. Uh, they're getting rid of Abraham Lincoln at various uh, uh, things that, that he's been named. George Washington. So, you know, if you're going to trust that, and it, these people are in the middle of renaming schools while schools are out, and then forcing you to say that you can't go back into these schools, how do you trust anything else that these people actually say? Do we need every teacher to get vaccinated? No. Do we need every student to get vaccinated? No. What's better? Get this child sick uh, with a .001 chance of actually having a fatality? Yes, 17 years of immunity to life. Yes, that's the much better way to go, and we can get back into uh, what we were doing prior to March the 13th. Folks, we're just taking the wrong approach to all this. Uh, you know, to go back to, uh, harken back to the 1930s, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. The only thing we have to fear is the Democrats who fear fear itself. Uh, that's where we are right now here in this country, and they're leveraging that uh, to the hilt. 5-15-50-500. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hi, this is Bernadette. How Hi, are Bernadette. You? Good. Go ahead. Good. I have a, I have a uh, thing to bring up. You guys were talking about um, APS and, and everything, and I was kind of excited. Yay, we're finally getting back to school. But we're not. I, I know we're not. I heard it this afternoon. It's like, yep, I wasn't holding my breath for very long. But last year, um, they had sent home or they had done an online thing about asking the parents at all the schools about what do you want it to do. There was the year-round school, which is one of my schools that I work at. Um, there's the extended year school, which were some of the failing schools were put on the year before. And then there's the normal actual calendar year schools and which ones you all wanted. Everybody voted for what they wanted. And apparently now they look like they're trying to tack on another 25 days on. I don't know what's, what the heck's going on. Um, it's just kind of confusing. Well, I think the whole thing is meant to confuse people because confusion debilitates and forces you into uh, bad decisions 
uh, uh, for the school and into the inevitability of the only decision that we have to make. So, you know, there is nothing that the government is telling us uh, at this point that has been a clear and concise answer, uh, whether it's the reopening, as you just mentioned, on February 8th, uh, or whether it's how's my child going to be treated and impacted once they actually go back to school, and, and what does that look like? But prior to that, has the school board or the uh, the teachers' union ever been real clear about uh, such simple things as, you know, the curriculum or the books or the various other things that are going to be used in teaching your child? Uh, they have not. And that, that confusion is how they maintain that level of power because it's all magic to them. I mean, it's all magic to you, but they understand their agenda right from the very beginning and what they're going to be doing. We lost Bernadette uh, there, but I uh, appreciate the... You hear the frustration in her voice. How many other Bernadettes are out there? Thousands, thousands, thousands. Yeah, for sure. 550-5500. 550-5500. When we return, we're going to talk about uh, three more homicides overnight. Uh, that happened. I was on the phone late uh, when it actually happened. Right about uh, 10 o'clock uh, on Montgomery and... I looked at 11 o'clock, excuse me, about 11.20 uh, p.m. And we're going to be checking in with Mike Klassen and uh, finding out what happened last night. And we are on the on on pace for more than 300 murders here in the year of uh, 2021. 524, back in the Kiva, AM 600 KIVA. ABQ.FM on the app, rockoftalk.com on your computer, and rockoftalk.tv everywhere, as well as your Roku TV and your Fire TV uh, as well. Don't forget to download that app for Apple and Android. Back and forth. Winter is here, and the real estate market in New Mexico is different than past years. Hello, this is Tracy Venturi with Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. And this is Tico Venturi. If you're thinking of selling, let's talk about the reasons to sell now. There are a lot of unknowns going into 2021 for real estate. What's certain right now, buyer demand is very strong, interest rates are making monthly payments very affordable, and the number of homes available right now for sale is at an all-time low. Has there ever been a time when there was a great opportunity and you missed out, don't wait to sell and miss out this time. Home buyers are waiting. Call us now to put a plan in place to get your home sold for top dollar. Studies have shown that the biggest regret of home sellers is that they don't start preparing to sell their home early enough. If 2021 is a year you're going to move up, move out, or move on, time to give us a call. Hire us, the number one real estate team in New Mexico. Call now, 448-8888 or on the web, welcomehomeabq.com. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting out, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 33093. Dad, I think we're in deep doo-doo. Is that why everyone keeps buying all the toilet paper? 
Actually, New Mexico culture is rich. Plus, Monroe's has red chili, green chili, and the best customers in the world to go with it. Boy, Dad, you must really love our customers. I sure do, just like I love you, Stella. Hey, what about me? Of course you too, Ava. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now. 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or AxiomHVAC.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. All right, time to put things together. And we're going to start with the weather, which looks pretty decent over the next several days. I know, a slight, slight chance of rain overnight on Friday, but that seems to be diminishing by the hour. And by Tuesday, 61 degrees. Thumbs up to that. Wow. All right, as far as right now, it is 45 degrees in Rio Rancho. Uh, Santa Fe, 37 degrees, and it is 40 degrees at the Rock of Talk. All right, what do we have going on on the roads? They did clear up whatever was the problem on Paseo between golf course out to Unser. So there may have been a a minor accident that they took care of really quickly. So that's the good news. It is a bit tight, though, right now. Westbound on uh, Paseo del Norte, as you leave uh, 2nd Street, you start to really lose speeds. And it's just going to be a tough ride out to Coors Road. And this traffic report is brought to you by Salon Deluxe. They have put in all the, the, everything you need for a clean experience, clean with all the COVID precautions, ready to serve you. In fact, if you go to their website, you're going to see a video that shows everything that Salon Deluxe has done to make your salon experience better and better every time you come in. Plus, go in and ask them for a gallon of Canyon Water. They are your West Side distributors for Canyon Water. If you'd like to go to Salon Deluxe, go to salon.theplaceilike.com. And with that, we're up to date. Now, let's dive into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, we got Mike Klassen. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on as far as the uh, murder rates. And there's Mike. You can see him right there. Mike, thanks for joining us. And are you there? Can you hear me, sir? I too can, Eddie. Fine. Good audio. All right. What happened last night? I know we just finished up. I believe we covered roughly, I don't know, 16, 15, 16 murders by the end of the day yesterday. Is that what we had, Dowd? I think so. I think we was either 15 or 16. Uh, yeah, no. We had a triple murder last night. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, tomorrow is the full moon. Not that I'm anticipating or hoping for anything. So tomorrow being 
uh, the full moon that's coming in, and we've got to get through three days of hell before we can even get to the uh, final count of these numbers. What happened on Montgomery last night? Okay, uh, last night, actually, uh, shortly after 10 o'clock, uh, APD and the fire department responded to the Jefferson Crossing Apartments, and that's at 4401 Montgomery Northeast. Um, when APD arrived, they found two females that had been shot. Uh, they, they were deceased, and one male who had also been shot, uh, he did have a, a lie sign, and so he was transported to UNM Hospital in uh, critical condition. So we have, at this point, we have the two females that were deceased at the Jefferson Crossing. Now later, uh, within 15 minutes of these two shootings, a 16-year-old and one other unidentified individual showed up at UNM Hospital uh, suffering from gunshot wounds. It's unknown whether the, the two uh, events are related. So where we stand right now, five people shot last night. Two, and the uh, third one uh, was deceased, uh, correct? Uh, deceased this morning, so three total deceased. Uh, yeah, I, I had not uh, heard uh, that the uh, male had had, uh, had passed away. So if the male also passed away at the hospital from last night's shootings, that would make a total of three from uh, Jefferson Crossing. Um, on Thursday, uh, last Thursday, we had number eight of as far as homicides go. That was the uh, clerk at the convenience store. And then the, the following Saturday, we had the two. Well, we had, we had a Friday night, which was one, so that brought us to nine. Then we had uh, Saturday, which was, uh, there was four more from Saturday to Monday. Okay, uh, let's see. The uh, the event that occurred at Eubank and I-40 by the Al Cafe, That's two. Uh, that was two homicides. Right. So that brings it to 10. 11. And then the, 11. the, the shooting. Yeah, so we have okay, to count then, Friday night, so don't skip the Friday night. So there's Thursday night. Friday night, then the two on Saturday, so that brings us to 11. Go ahead. Right, and then the, the shooting that occurred at Paseo and Los Ranchos, uh, that was not a homicide. That was ruled as suicide, so that doesn't count. So that brings us to Monday um, morning where we had the homicide of the uh, individual at the methadone clinic shot by another individual. And then, the, and then of course, the two or three last night. Now, we're not taking into consideration the body that they found in the river. They're still waiting for determination on cause of death on that one. So, okay. um, And also, Bernalillo County did have a shooting um, last night as well, although we don't know what, what happened, what transpired. I'm digging, I'm going, I'm grasping, trying to find out what had happened, but it's kind of hard sometimes. So, you know, well, I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for staying on. And as always, we can uh, find Mike and uh, trace this stuff. Uh, so we've gone from, uh, you know, 8, 9, Friday night, uh, 10, 11, Saturday night. Uh, now Mike is backing out one from the other time, which I guess is now ruled as homicide. 12 on Monday, 13, 14, 15. So we're now at 15 according uh, to that. So let's uh, let's try to get the numbers uh, spot on so we know exactly where we are. Uh, from what my understanding was, we were at 19, but we're at 15, but uh, we'll have a better count by tomorrow. I appreciate, uh, Mike, you stepping in here into the Kiva and telling us uh, what's going on. But regardless, 15 through the first, uh, even if that ends up being the first 30 days of the year, you look at that across uh, 12 months and you're in the 170 range. So it doesn't matter which way that you slice it, it, uh, it isn't good, Deb. Well, I'm going to uh, flick on the snob for the sarcasm uh, indicator. I guess that's just more evidence that we need to defund the police in the Duke City, right? Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
That's uh, ultimately what we're really going for there. So uh, thanks to Mike Clausen. Caller, you are in the Kiva. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, um, I tell you, things are really, really hopping in Albuquerque. I mean, we're up to 15, 16 murders. That's about one every other day. So like you say, that's going to put us right on track for, what is it, Two two fifty or one hundred seventy. Well, John had the number yesterday based upon what we were looking at, but uh, Mike backed that out uh, as a suicide. I, I guess I don't know. So uh, uh, I'm not there with the old mind, but yeah. So, so I think we're at fifteen. One, so we're at least fifteen, maybe at 16. least fifteen. Yeah. Um, I tell you, I'm really optimistic. There's things we Albuquerque and the state of New Mexico are really head in a positive direction. I mean, you look at our state budget. I mean, nothing but red ink as far as I can see. And as far as I understand, red ink is good. Black. If you're in the black or green, that's no good. So yeah. we're really rolling good. I mean, did they shut yeah. the oil drilling Tran- down? Uh, sarcasm. Does doesn't translate on uh, on radio, sir, so I apologize well, uh, for your attempts anyway, at it. Um, I'll say it, but I want to get to the real point. Okay, we've got the drilling in state on the, on the federal land, which is our natural gas and our oil, which the two of them combined, did that make, the two of them combined, is that 45% of our state budget, or is it the oil that's 45%? Oil and gas comprises uh, 45% of the entire state budget. 45% of budget. And we got the governor who increased spending from last year from a 7.2 ballooned budget, 7.2 billion. Now we're at a 7.3 billion, and we're looking at a 45% drop in revenue. Now, how is that going to add up? Now, all that money we were making on oil is. A lot of it, they're, they've up and moved to Texas, so Texas will get that money, but they may as well because they know what to do with the money. We don't, obviously. So our education is going to take a hit, and that is reality, and they are going to have to start making cuts. That's no, just that, the way that it is. is not going to happen because they've already uh, made ways to delve into the permanent fund. Uh, they'll leverage the permanent fund. They'll start draining that uh, before uh, well, anybody... How much is in that permanent? I think the educational portion. There's uh, eight billion, I believe, in the pensions. There's eleven billion in the uh, state land uh, fund. You're probably looking at like twenty six, twenty seven billion. We're the third largest uh, sovereign wealth fund. Well, we, we've been sitting on our our, our budget reserve well, fund uh, the, the, from the oil and gas money that came in pre-Rona. So they, they're going to be spending that. They also got a big bailout, you know, last year from Washington. Semi-big bailout, more bailouts probably coming. Uh, they have no plans to cut. It's just spend away, no, spend away, spend not, away. They're not going to cut. They're going to they're going to have to start draining into the permanent fund. I mean, if, well, if well they already reality. did. They, that's what they did this year. So they started that, and then next year when they don't have any money, they'll just uh, call out probably uh, three, four billion a year until it's exacerbated. Uh, are we looking at a bond rating drop down the road? Potentially, uh, we've already had that. Uh, I believe the last double A now, or are we yeah, we've taken a couple. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I can't sit here and answer all your questions on the random things that we're commenting on. But I can tell you this: we're in a worse uh, situation than we were a year ago, and before that, last year we were in a worse situation than we were the previous year. Oh, yeah, and, and all this budget. People blame it on COVID. Well, yeah, a lot of it, not all of it, because before well, COVID... You can't blame anything on COVID, no, sir, because no, uh, COVID isn't actually in the way that we, they've described it and sold it to us. I mean, the no. pilfering of what's happened with our economy, and now we've been sold this was a choice. Uh, deciding to shut down, deciding to go ahead and taper back and shut down restaurants well, and businesses, uh-huh. that was a choice that they decided to make. That's not every state actually choice. did that. So, And before...
before COVID even hit, we were already running a budget deficit from the prior year of 2019. We were running a budget deficit. So we uh, that is not correct. We were not running a budget deficit. Uh, we actually went from 6.3 out of 2018 right. out of 2018 to 7. Uh, one billion dollars for Michelle Lujan Grisham. She increased it. She ended up right. 2.1. Do you want to talk or? No, no, no. That's okay. okay. Uh, Two point one. Thank you. Exact, you want to talk, or do you want to, want to let me finish? No, no, you can go on. Um, okay, I, let I, me finish then, please, okay. so I can make the point, so I can help you understand what's happened. You're okay. incorrect. Uh, we did not exacerbate the budget. She did not spend more than what we had because Susanna Martinez left her $2.1 billion, and she went through that in addition right. to her original budget. I appreciate the phone call. 550-5500. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. All right, good. You know, if you're going to talk over me while I'm trying to comment and help you out with your level of understanding, uh, I'd appreciate it uh, when you call. No, I mean, pre, pre-COVID, uh, the, I think the mistake he made, I mean, we were hopping. I sure. Mean, and it wasn't just... We were still ramping up. It, and, of course, I think, who was it who said, you know, the national economy was so strong, it even dragged New Mexico into a stronger economy. Yeah, right. And, and, and you have to understand that uh, people were coming off the sidelines. There was an interesting uh, piece in the Wall Street Journal not that long ago about how people said, oh, well, the recovery began under Obama. The Repub- yeah, the, yes, the, the recession technically ended in 2009. Obama had his timing right. But what what happened in, in just those four years of the Trump, or the three years before the Rona, uh, people were coming off the sidelines. The, the labor participation rate was increasing. So people said, oh, well, you know, Obama, the, the unemployment rate fell by much larger under Obama than by Trump. But there had been so much recovery, things were doing so much better, and wages at the lower end were rising so much under Trump that people were coming off the sidelines. They were saying, hey, there are some opportunities out here, so I want to enter back into the workforce. We were humming on all cylinders. We were making great petroleum-related you know, money, but and actually growing jobs in the state. Uh, and then, uh, the, as Eddie says, the choice was made. Uh, the, yeah, so- a germ did not shut down our economy. Policy decisions made by people, the people of New Mexico elected, shut down the economy. Yeah, let me just refine my explanation of that. I mean, if every state actually chose it, and we knew that the Rona was so incredibly bad that every state had to shut down, then we can actually say that it right. was the Rona. Right. But, it, but it wasn't. It was the choices that we made facing uh, the Rona. The only uh, fear we have to fear is fear itself, and we decided to look fear in the eye and succumb to it immediately and shut everything down, and your governor used it as an excuse. Uh, South Dakota, Wyoming, all the other uh, flyover country states did not shut down. Uh, Nebraska has a unemployment rate of right around 3%. Sure. South Dakota is right about the same. Yep. Um, and uh, for whatever reason, I guess, the media has been selling it. Uh, New Mexico has, anyway, I guess we could use the phrase, taken it in the shorts because they chose to, not because they had to. Uh, 550-5500. Oh, look, uh, that's great. Uh, work it. People are idiots. Yeah, they, well, they certainly are. they got to uh, listen. Uh, Eddie, hey there. Uh, do you think we will hear from our president again? Not anytime soon. And I don't know that when we actually do hear from President Trump, it's going to make a huge difference at this point. I think the time to hear from him was November, December. I think the people needed to run to his rescue during that time. Uh, the Republican Party certainly needed to do, but the president didn't need to be president. <laughs> think of it as a gift of four years at this point. Uh, you guys had a great... Hey, we had a great run. I love that uh, point in uh, uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Rose says, yep, had a great run. You know, he's sitting there explaining it to the kids about how it is. I, I got the case of the cancer. Donald Trump did not need to even be president. Um, he chose to do so, and he wanted to help this country move it in a different direction, and you didn't want it. So 
now we get higher taxes, uh, more regulations, and the demonization of a private citizen, which includes not only him being impeached two times, but uh, uh, driving that uh, stake into him to make sure that he is never going to be president again. I mean, honestly, if you were looking uh, at the United States as a story time that you would read to your children, you would turn around and you'd say, you know what, here's a guy who should never go back into that dungeon one more time. You'd really look at it. And if you removed, just think about it, the last 12 months, if you removed the Rona and you said, well, they decided to shut down and here's why, because the boogeyman was coming in and he was going to wipe everybody out. You'd say, well, why were we scared for uh, 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 of the boogeyman? You'd be, you'd be looking at us and saying, well, you know what? That country wasn't good enough to survive anyway. This is all agenda-driven. There's no other way to really kind of cut this uh, at this point. So, you know, we have to understand that in the vacuum of understanding the United States of America, Donald Trump and our choices during the Rona, it's all on us. We chose to make these decisions so that way we can go ahead and, quote-unquote, protect our citizens. But what we really did is this is a bad divorce story where the kids are being told a story about how bad dad is and mom is like the benevolent queen and who can do whatever the heck she wants the entire time. But you realize that, hey, mom's just a you-know-what. And, you know, dad's not a bad guy, but uh, mom didn't really want dad in the first place. And she'll do everything she can to turn around and uh, teach those children just about how bad dad is. And for those of you who understand what the story that I'm referring to, and if you've been through something like that, you know exactly what our country has burned. I almost feel like this was just one big bad divorce, and we were just figuring out who gets custody of the kids. And unfortunately, the abusive mother uh, gets custody of the kids in this case. Well, what, what do you think, Dad? I like that. Uh, although I will say, in terms of hearing from Trump again, um, the creation of the office of the former president, from what I read, uh, down in Florida... That is the greatest trolling of a troll I've ever seen in my life, where they, where, where Biden creates this phony office of the president-elect, so the Trump people decide to create the office of the former president. That you know, they fight hardball the Trumps. I mean, they're from that New York culture, and it's something that I think way too many people who claim to be conservative, East uh, Coast conservatives, are uh, different. Uh, they they really are. That's essentially what I am at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah, you, you really are. And just the example today, you I saw. Me, I'm an East Coast conservative. Yeah, returning to the, the GameStop, and I, I don't want. I'm not going to bash Ted Cruz, but he, he reached out to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, retweeting her tweet about the whole GameStop issue we spoke about earlier, and he said uh, in his tweet, fully agree with what she was saying about this, and she tweeted back to him. I'm happy to work with Republicans on this issue where there's common ground, but you almost had me murdered three weeks ago, so you can sit this one out. Wow. Happy to work with almost any other GOP that aren't trying to get me killed. In the meantime, if you want to help, you can resign. Okay, that's hardball, ladies and gentlemen, and when the right learns to play like that, they will fare better. And, you know, you had a guy who, who played hardball, but uh, we don't have many more. You don't like it. You want him to be nicer. You want him to uh, bend over and take it in the shorts, uh, so to speak. We gotta have something where we just play like a drum or a snare drum every time I say that. Take it to the shorts. <laughs> five fifty, fifty five hundred. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yeah, Eddie, this is Greg. Uh, I uh, was wondering. Uh, I heard that the Las Vegas is opening up schools because the child suicide rate has gone up, or one of the reasons was that. That and I was curious. Have we heard anything about that in here? Is there any way to get those numbers from here in New Mexico, or the, is there uh, any statistics out there showing what the suicide rate here is for for children in New Mexico? We can't even figure out if a murder is a suicide or a suicide is a murder at this point. Uh, I'll, let oh, you, I'll, let, I'll let you answer that question. What do you think? 
Uh, you're probably right. It's probably uh, swept under the rug like everything else. Uh, is it swept under the rug or, you know, people for the purposes of protecting their own privacy aren't going to come forth and say how their child or a youngster has died? I mean, honestly, it's just an impossible stat to actually uh, track. Uh, attempted suicide, suicides, falls into the suicide uh, help center. It's really hard to track that type of thing. But, uh yeah, how was Las Vegas able to get their numbers? Do you know? It doesn't really matter. They got their numbers and they oh. opened up their schools. The so district report. Whatever, whatever they used to go ahead and do it, they did it. Uh, the motivation oh, here okay. in the state of New Mexico and city of Albuquerque is enough to go ahead and get that done. If it was, then they'd already, you know, try to figure out um, between grief counselors, the number of responses uh, that they have, and uh, people who are helping out with uh, mental health, and they, they they dealt with it openly and transparently, like Las Vegas. They would say it's such an epidemic or it's such a problem that they would reopen up, but we're not going to get that. Right. We don't expect that. They're, they're, we're used to them hiding the problems and, you know, just covering it up at, at this point. Right. I think your question uh, is really well placed, and I think it's the right uh, question uh, to ask. Um, but is that the motivation that we need? I'll just put it in perspective. Is that the motivation we need to go ahead and open up? I think not. No, I think not that the motivation that we need is, uh, is your child suffering Ten and a half months into this, uh, quote-unquote, what they're calling a pandemic, and we're calling, hey, this is a, a decision that they've decided to make to go ahead and uh, keep people safe. So, you know, uh, right. it's an easy decision to make. It's a no-brainer. Uh, if you are okay with your child going to school, send them to school. They can go around with other kids who are sick. You have uh, less than one-half of one percent uh, chance of your child actually, uh, you know, uh, becoming uh, fatal as a result of the coronavirus. And if they survive, which there's no doubt that they will, 99.5%, I think the uh, risk for uh, a fatal is is worse for pneumonia and or flu, which, by the way, if you look on your uh, Wonder Ground map, is completely minimal. You've never heard of less people during a flu season having the flu than this year. So, you know, uh, you know, six half one dozen the other. We should be sending our children back to school and whether they're going to get infected at home or infected at school it really doesn't matter at some point everyone's going right. to get the infection of the coronavirus and we have to stop running away from this right thanks thanks Eddie all right good uh, good good call and uh, I think it's the right question that we should that we're, that's all on uh, on everyone's mind right now but the fact of the matter is it shouldn't be well what how many so suicides is is too much so that we can go back to school is it 8 is it 10 is it 20 is it 100 like one suicide right i thought every life actually mattered if one suicide's uh, uh, bad enough, we got to get those kids back to school. Then Landon's death back on April 24th uh, or 20th of last year would have said, hey, you know what? We need to go ahead and reopen these schools because this is what's happening to children. But it wasn't. 550 5500. That's 550 5500 uh, here in the Kiva on AM1600 KIVA and ABQ.FM on the app, com on your computer, and Rock of Talk TV on Roku and Amazon Fire. Whoa! Eddie, Jared is now officially in ho hum. So we go. The D's got theirs, and now we've got uh, everybody else who is jumping in. Five people in the Republican, seven in the Democrat side for CD1. I'm the first to announce on both sides.
Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Something wonderful like all chocolate dipped cherries or pineapple or apricot glaze. How about chocolate caramels and creams, even red chili bars? Thousands of incredible delicacies at the Candy Lady in Old Town at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we all also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home? Software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856 856- 1171-856-1171 or you can email him directly michael at michaeltrujillo.com that's michael at michaeltrujillo.com Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market. So contact us today. On the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. When auto theft occurs, your life changes. Auto thieves win, you lose. Don't risk the preventable crime of auto theft. Get Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device today. RevelcoNM.com, 550-4994. I'm Aaron Jones. I'm the President and CEO of International Protective Service, better known as IPS. International Protective Service, IPS, is the very best security investigations firm in New Mexico and the southwestern United States. We utilize the very best law enforcement, the United States military, and true security professionals from all over the world. 
When you, your family, or your business needs the very best, think of International Protective Service, IPS, providing peace of mind in an ever-changing world. Visit us on the web at internationalprotectiveservice.com. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. When considering your options and locating the right space for your business, call the experts at Sperry Van Ness, 256-1255. That's 256-1255. Or visit us on the web at waltarnold.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Le Chantilly Fine Pastries in the Hoffmantown Shopping Center now has freezer to oven meals that feed four to five people. Green chili chicken cheese enchiladas. Green chili cheese mac and cheese is yours with or without bacon. Oh, and don't forget the pastries. Go to cake.theplacelike.com. Music is the great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. All right, as we put things together, we're going to start with the weather. Good-looking weekend coming our way. Better next week. It's about Tuesday, 61 degrees. So all looking forward to that without a doubt. I can tell you right now, in Santa Fe, it's 34 degrees. It's 43 at in Knob Hill and uh, 44 in Old Town and here at the Rock of Talk. All right, what do we've got? What we have going right now is Paseo del Norte. Everything improved beyond golf course, but that slow traffic is still up ahead of you. From Kimmick West on Paseo del Norte out to Universe, get ready. A bunch of people heading in the same direction at the same time. As far as I-25, that's looking okay. It's improved uh, southbound. We were a little bit slow at Jefferson, but that does seem to have picked up. And all is clear on the west side trip I-40 from the Big Eye across the river. Well, Monty Cigar Shop brings us this traffic report. Monty Cigar Shop on San Mateo, just north of Comanche. Nearly 2,000, actually it's a little over 2,000 different cigars. And the reason for this is they've got the biggest humidor in the southwest. And that temperature control is what allows that huge selection. Plus, they've got great prices. Anything that you're looking for, you can probably find at Monty Cigar Shop, San Mateo, just north of Comanche. All right, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, 557. 
we have Larry Barron's joining us uh, here momentarily. Time of the future, we're going to talk about oil and gas and just how incredibly difficult it is to operate a state budget when you're literally cutting out 50 cents on the dollar going forward and people are picking up and moving their incomes across the border. That's the additional 5%. 45% coming from oil and gas, and the additional 5% is the homes and the rest of the uh, depressing economy that is forthcoming. Uh, thanks to Joe Biden, uh, thanks to Deb Holland, and thanks to uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. It's time for New Mexico to put on its big boy pants. I've made my de declaration for CD1. I'm a uh, lifelong uh, resident of the City of Albuquerque, native, eleventh generation of Mexican. I've only lived in. Uh, I lived away and, and came back after going to Phoenix and uh, Las Vegas, uh, owning a commercial uh, radio station here in the state of New Mexico, advocating for the best uh, commercial, I should say, uh, policies, uh, political policies uh, that have been driving the conservative movement and uh, driving that forward. Plus my. Huge uh, background uh, in politics since all the way back in 1992, attending things such as uh, Boys Nation, getting my degrees from the University of New Mexico, and fully participating on both sides of the aisle, I think are going to be good things that are going to help us move this state forward. So I hope that uh, you guys will consider joining me tomorrow here on the program as, a, as I have a very special announcement and then a, a big launch uh, on Monday. So looking forward to that. And uh, our team has uh, been assembled. Some good hit pieces. Seven people in the CD1 race there in as uh, Patricia Royball Caballero. Is that correct? Uh, jumped into the race today, right down? That was, I think, yesterday, yes. Okay, uh, professional so. grifter in the, in the eyes of some. So we'll, yeah, we'll be so exploring her and moving forward. And we'll be certainly <laughs> profiling all the Republicans uh, as uh, well. So remember, what wins, what works. And uh, we can certainly uh, fight the good fight uh, here in CD1. Hit the top of the hour, Fox News. Larry Behrens is next. You're listening yeah. to Fox News, abq.fm, K229CL, 93.7 FM, and AM 1600, KIVA, closer look at recent wild swings on Wall Street, brought on in part by a buying blitz of GameStop. California Democrat Maxine Waters, the chair of the House Financial Services Committee, has announced an investigation of hedge funds practices as a result of market instability. Several day trading apps blocked stock trades of GameStop and other companies following an Internet-driven campaign to drive up stock prices. Water says her hearing will examine GameStop and other impacted stocks with a focus on short-selling, online trading platforms, and market manipulation. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says the president's economic team, including Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, are monitoring the stock price spikes. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Two more executive orders from President Biden today. These involving health care. One would open the website healthcare.gov for three months beginning February 15th and reverses policies that exclude people with pre-existing conditions. The other expands access to reproductive care for women. The White House expressing outrage over the decision by judicial officials in Pakistan to release a man convicted in connection with the murder of Wall Street Journal reporter Daniel Pearl in Pakistan in 2002. We're committed to securing justice for Daniel Pearl's family and holding terrorists anywhere accountable for their heinous crimes. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said in a statement the U.S. is ready to prosecute um, Ahmed Omar Saeed Sheikh. He was convicted of luring Pearl to Karachi while he was researching a story when he was kidnapped and beheaded.
Groundbreaking actress Cicely Tyson, who was nominated for an Academy Award for her role as a sharecropper's wife in the 1972 film Sounder and who won a Tony in 2013 at age 88, has died. She was 96. America is listening to Fox News. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket Technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. What can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states at MLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Police officers involved in the shooting of a black man in Wisconsin are back on the job. Two of three Kenosha police officers are off administrative leave and back on duty following the August shooting of Jacob Blake. After Kenosha County Prosecutor Michael Gravely announced earlier this month. No Kenosha law enforcement officer in this case will be charged with any criminal offense based on the facts. Saying that Blake, the subject of a 911 call who was wanted on a felony warrant, who was armed with a knife and who resisted arrest himself, could have prevented the incident. Blake, now paralyzed, the shooting led to riots in Kenosha. The officer who shot him remains on paid leave pending completion of a Kenosha police review of his use of deadly force. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Kansas is shutting down its unemployment system to deal with thousands of bogus claims. People out of work will face a delay in receiving their unemployment checks. People don't have the resources they've had. Ron Williams from Lawrence is concerned. There's thousands of Kansans that are affected by this. Governor Lori Kelly explains the timeline as officials install new anti-fraud protections. We will not be paying out claims for... Uh, PUA, the federal, uh, or for our usual unemployment until we reopen on Tuesday. Kelly says the fix really is going to be an enhanced verification process. State officials believe Kansas is seeing a wave of fraudulent claims because it asks for limited information to verify a person's identity. C.J. Papa, Fox News. The Chicago home of Emmett Till has been granted landmark status. The black teen was lynched while visiting family in Mississippi after he was accused of whistling at a white woman in 1955. The death of Till and the insistence by his mother that his body be displayed in an open casket and photographed for Jet Magazine helped galvanize the civil rights movement. I'm Lisa Lacerra and this is Fox News. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. Good-looking weekend coming our way. There's a slight chance of uh, rain on Friday night in the overnight hours, but that seems to be diminishing, and I can tell you next week's going to be great. By Tuesday, 61 degrees, and we're talking that'll already be February, so yay. All right, what do we got right now? Looks like uh, Russ Medical Center checks in with 43 degrees. It's 42 degrees at the VA hospital and 37 at the Rock of Talk. All right, traffic-wise, things are slowing down just a little 
little bit. On Paseo del Norte westbound, it had been pretty heavy crossing uh, basically from Jefferson on over to 2nd Street. That has improved, and the drive even pretty smooth all the way out to Coors Road. If your drive takes you on uh, Coors Boulevard southbound from La Oria out to Montano, get ready. It's a little slow there right at the moment. Well, this traffic report brought to you by Sunny Side Up. Their patio tables are open and probably will be this weekend as things are warming up just a little bit. But you can always satisfy your cravings for tasty meals by going to sunny.enjoytakeout.com. Get things like the pineapple coconut pancake, French toast, avocado toast, and of course they've got great healthy lunch choices. Again, see it all by going to sunny.enjoytakeout.com. All right, we're up to date. Now let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. 606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AMC Center KIVA, ABQ.FM on the app, rockoftalk.com uh, directly on your computer, and rockoftalk.tv. First time we're seeing uh, Larry Barron's in on the Roku. Ro- uh, can you step in uh, to the Eva a little bit more? we got to see Larry wait, wait, Barron. Which, wait, when you say step in, yeah, just, are you trying just to get a me... little bit more into the uh, camera, the are camera we, angle. Are right? you just trying to get me out the door? Uh, there we go. No, we're we're going to try to keep you in the door. Oh, Former okay. communications director for Susanna Martinez. And a friend of the station, I should say, a man who has worked hard, I think, uh, for the ultimate uh, good outcomes that should be coming New Mexico's way, but somehow seem to miss us, Larry Barons. And and uh, we also have D. Dowd Muska here for hour three uh, as well, uh, checking in. And uh, that Roku, do you have, what do you have, Larry? You have a Roku device, Fire device, Apple TV, what, what do you got? You're going to, oh, you're going to think I'm a snob. I have, uh, I have all three. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. So the, You're the future. The, the, the Apple future. is the, the kiddos, the Fire TV downstairs, and the Roku <laughs> is in the TV where uh, my lady and I have our bedroom. Lily. Lady. So there I am. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there you are, Larry. Did make people see me? Larry. I'm sorry about your listenership dropping there we right go. now. That's it. Just oh uh, my dropping gosh. like flies, huh? Oh, Between my God. Between Dowd and Larry, boy. Blot out the sun with all their intelligence uh, here. Uh, Power of the Future has been working hard to kind of keep things going. And uh, not suggesting that you're a failure, but uh, I think the voters of the state of New Mexico are getting the government that uh, they have chosen, and I don't want to say deserve, because I think they need uh, better information. Powerofthefuture.com is a good place to grab that information. But what's happening in southern New Mexico? Before we get to anything regarding the ETA, the renewable energies, and that... uh, one hell of a car crash of a uh, state-of-the-state speech mm-hmm. uh, that came from Michelle Lujan Grisham. Let's just talk about what's happening to our good friends uh, down south. I sent you an NPR article. There was other articles that were coming in about Biden uh, pushing the fracking ban on public land. Yeah, it is. In, I mean, and it's in the, I believe, the Wall Street Journal today. I don't know if it was today or yesterday. But And you see people, uh, legislators specifically, who were supporters of Biden, and now they're freaking out because of what's going to happen. And I don't know, uh, you know, you, you say failure, and I, I don't know what more we, we could have done. I know you did a ton. I have did a ton. He is doing exactly what we said he would do. He is doing the things that he said he would do. He was not unclear about it. Sure, when he had to meet some energy workers in Pennsylvania, he, he got a little soft on his anti-fracking ban. But, you know, you have AOC today saying, yeah, I wrote that platform. That's, that's essentially my platform. After someone pointed out, boy, this, you know, his uh, climate executive orders that he put in just yesterday 
uh, they look like a lot of the Green New Deal, and that's where it is. And I think I, I was hearing today, I don't know how many executive orders he done. The number I've heard is 33. I heard 36 this morning. 30, it may be. Six I times what, what Trump time is did. It? You know. It's 8.09 on the So the dictator goes. Trump issued six in his first eight days, and yes. the non-dictator Biden issued six times as many. And, okay, okay. Yeah, and it's, it's just this ginormous number. <laughs> and in a week's time of being in office, he has completely undermined New Mexico's economy. And I know, Eddie, you saw the articles. Dad, you probably saw the articles of the buyer's remorse yeah. going around of people saying, whoa, we, we didn't think he would do that. He, it's, he, it's exactly what he said he would do. And he's doing it. And, you know, and the people who are paying the price, Eddie, you're exactly right, are in southeast, northwest New Mexico. And pretty soon it's going to be the rest of our state because unless there's a bailout coming our way, I mean, I think we're talking around the neighborhood of half a billion dollars a year uh, hit to the budget every single year. So if, you know, your budget was $2 billion this year, which it's not, it's higher. You know, then you have to do a 1.5, then a you know, then a billion dollar. It is, it is going to be a reverberating difficulty. And you know, banning production on federal lands is going to kill. I mean, I think a study said 62,000 jobs, not in five years, not in 10 years, not in 15 years. It is going to be next by next year, <laughs> and it is absolutely insane. 62,000 jobs. Now, I know that may not resonate in Santa Fe, where they're all still collecting paychecks, while New Mexico is ranking 46th for employment in the country. That's right. We have, I think we're tied for the fifth highest or sixth highest unemployment in the entire country. And lo and behold, that number was put out on Tuesday. Lo and behold, the same day the governor made an announcement about schools that seemed to drown out all that unemployment news. Mm -hmm. We lost 7,500 jobs in between November and December of last year. That's before Biden got into office and has done what he's done. And it can only imagine that the job losses are going to be worse. And just to, uh, you know, add some depression to everyone that's listening, we're at our lowest point of energy jobs in the mining and logging sector than we have been since June of 2010 in over 10 years. It is that bad. The economic situation here in New Mexico is, uh, it, it, it's, it's more, I, it, I knew it would be bad. I didn't even think they would take it to this bad, and it is so awful. And and I heard you guys talking on the way in. It's all right in the name of COVID, right? And and, right. and using the that's still a choice. I mean, not everybody reacted to COVID the same way. Absolutely. And when you look at this, New Mexico, and this is something I have not seen anywhere in the media. When you look at per capita, New Mexico ranks number fifteen in COVID deaths in the country. Number fifteen. So we have done all this lockdown. My kids haven't seen a classroom since March. Uh, restaurants haven't been able to uh, been able to open. Anything, every uh, normal aspect of your way of life has been taken away to get us to 15. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Texas is doing a better job. Every state around us, with the exception of Arizona, but we're pretty close to Arizona. Is Nebraska, South Dakota, if we were to look at any of those uh, uh, states that are out I there? I believe South Dakota I, is up there as well, but their economy is not in, the, in shambles, right? Right, exactly. It, and, and that's the trade-off, the that's important, but they only, in South Dakota, they have, uh, I don't know, only about 35% of uh, the population that we have here in the state of New Mexico. If you look at COVID deaths per state per 100,000, you'll see New Mexico is right up there uh, with some of the worst. And the fact of the matter is her COVID response has been a disaster, an absolute disaster by any objectionable measure. And our unemployment is terrible. Our COVID numbers are terrible. And she is doing victory laps around Santa Fe. And, and I think that it's something I think is unparalleled in the history of our state where you have an executive who has not only really felt the need to, 
but also has been completely isolated from having to face the people that uh, are dealing with the consequences of what she has done. Why right? does she not feel bad, Larry? I mean, as uh, working for the <laughs> communications uh, director uh, for Susanna Martinez, how is it that she has dehumanized uh, herself to where that there's a disconnect? She feels like she can scold, she can get after people, she can tell them what to do. But why does she just not have just the basic human emotion of just feeling bad for what's happened? She uh, genuflects in uh, some some level of or so some some semblance of hey, you know what, this isn't good, and oh my gosh, we've all been through this. So why does she not genuinely feel bad? I, I can't tell you. And and to try to you know try to draw any correlation between uh, Governor Martinez and this current governor, I I would you know rack my brain between that. I mean, uh, let me just uh, be candid about Governor Martinez. Sure. You would go to an event with Governor Martinez, mm-hmm. with staffer, and chances are Governor Martinez, uh, you know, I, I love you, Governor, but she would be twenty to thirty minutes late. And everybody would be like, why is she 20, 30 minutes late? Well, because the fact of the matter is, I was at events at schools where everyone who wanted a selfie, everyone who wanted an autograph, got that from Susana wow. Martinez. Like, yeah. the janitor was, I remember once the janitor was literally cleaning up. Everyone had left. And she's like, okay, it's time to go now. Because she's late to the next appointment because she said hello to everyone at this appointment. And... Michelle Lujan Grisham has none of that. Now, she's had a built-in excuse for 10 months not to be able to see oh, people, yeah, to be COVID. hiding out at the, ma- at the mansion, uh, doing, you know, pressers for, or, excuse me, fundraisers for Joe Biden before she got snubbed for a job, and to really not have to be accountable. I will bet, you know, a decent amount of money. I don't gamble, boys and girls, but I would bet a decent amount of money that she never stood in a single grocery line. And if she had one, she would be, boy, who's in charge of this? I mean, and that kind of disconnect between those who are, you know, working to, to supposed to be serving the public, still receiving their full paycheck, now being able to attend their quote-unquote meetings from home. I mean, the state of New Mexico has 23,000 employees, not counting teachers, or at least that's what they used to have before Lujan Grisham took over. I don't know how many are there now. Well, probably the same amount because it's free, it's easy, and you don't have to go back to school. Well, that's just it. And you don't have to, you know, I can't imagine the lack of work that is getting done in our state. I agree. And so she's going to point to, you know, our vaccination levels are really high. Well, okay, then open up the state. If you're so successful with the vaccinations, then what is... You know, the deal to keep us under the thumb. And I'm sorry. It's, it's been a while since I've seen you, Eddie. I've been saying it, it up. has. And I, I got, it's a lot of a pent up uh, anger. And, uh, but the thing is that when it comes out, it's also very logical. And, Larry, you're talking with a lot of people. Uh, our state's about to hit the skids. Uh, the probably the worst revenue uh, forecast for 2022. Uh, the 2021 has already come in. Uh, obviously, we rated the permanent fund. We've got some federal monies coming in. That's not going to necessarily be available. But looking at 2022, from what you're hearing from oil and gas and people picking up, moving across the state and going to Texas and no drilling on uh, state lands now or, or any sort of land uh, leases uh, with the government as now has been uh, pushed forth by Biden. What does it look for? Uh, what does it look like for us? Does our revenue go to four billion to three billion? Do we go sub yeah. three? I mean, well, where are we at, and how much are the Democrats going to raid the permanent fund for, in your estimation? Because this th- this is uh, Armageddon, as I've been trying to tell uh, everybody. This is Armageddon for New Mexico. Yeah, let's. Uh, th- there's a lot to unpack there, and I'll, I'll try to separate them. Even though you're exactly right, it all it all comes together, and we'll bring it together at the end. But let's talk about the oil first. Let's say you are a small business owner in southeast New Mexico, Hobbs, Lovington, 
and you have, I don't know, $200,000 to invest, $2 million to invest, $20 million to invest, and you look at the political environment coming out of Washington, you look at the political environment coming out of Santa Fe, and you look at the political environment coming out of Austin, Texas, <laughs> what would you choose to do? And, and it's not a matter of a bureaucrat from Santa Fe looking at you and saying, oh, don't worry, it'll be okay. You just cannot accept that type of volatility. And so you're going to choose to move a few, for European friends, meters to the east and do your business there because at least you know, yes, you're still going to have to deal with Washington, but not nearly as much of bureaucratic red tape uh, fighting and demonization as you will have to deal with in New Mexico. When you can get the same product there, people will choose that. I mean, look at our schools. Ask the superintendent of Hobbs if his schools are closed down. The answer is yes, his schools are closed down, but kids in Hobbs are going to school. They're going across the border. And because they chose to go there. Local paper covered that. Yeah. Actually. They did a story on Why it. would businesses not do the same? And so all that does, uh, let's be honest, it's going to raise the price at the pump for you and I and every other working family in the state in Albuquerque, it's going to harm the revenue. So to your point, how much does that do, does that um, affect us? We don't know yet. Um, I would say, you know, the, like I said, the numbers last year, as we sit here, the oil and gas industry put in $2.8 billion in the budget that they're determining right now in Santa Fe. Wow. How much less will that be next year is a huge question mark. I, I could argue... I, I Are they even looking at that... Yeah, they are. They are. But, I mean, let's be honest. What have you heard? They didn't know Any this. estimates? They didn't know this. It, the estimate I've heard is the $400 million less. Uh, you know, next It's got to be way more than that. 45% of the budget but against... It's, but it's compounding interest, right? And so if it was 2.8, so next year it'll be 2.4, if it's around there. Next year after that, it'll be under 2. And so it, it is a compounding issue. And the fact of the matter is there's some of these dollars that, you know, when someone starts a well and does these things, that the state will just never, ever... Uh, you know, achieve because those startup costs are being spent in another state now. Those startup jobs and the money is being done in another state. And so it is um, going to hurt or it's going to be a huge hit to our state budget. Now, to your point, the permanent fund and something I want to talk about real quick when it comes to the permanent fund. Anybody else remember last time it was tapped? And who did it? 70s? No. His name was Bill Richardson. It was 2003. So in order to tap the permanent fund, you have to get a certain amount of votes in the legislature, and then the public has to vote for it. Right. So he got those votes when he first came into office in 2003, the 2003 legislative session. Immediately, his staff went about the state, because I was a reporter at the time, and they would come to reporters and try to convince us that this was a good idea. What he was doing it to pay for was the three-tiered licensure system of paying the teachers. So if you are a first-year teacher, 30000 then if you're a little better teacher, 40000 a little more, it's 50000 And it was going to pay for that, and it was going to fix education in New Mexico. <laughs> so here we are. 18 in, years later. Yes, 18 <laughs> years later. And if you look at the vote total for that 2003 ballot, I want to say, and you can double-check me on this doubt, but there was uh, all told about 400,000 votes cast in that measure. It passed by less than 200. Wow. It was razor, razor tight. I mean, the public even then wasn't too inclined to go into the permanent fund and use Does it. Does the public even know what the permanent fund is, honestly? They don't. Let's, they, let's, it, let's be it, practical about I love about you, public, but, but we don't. And, and I say that lovingly because I would venture to guess half, if not more, of the people in the roundhouse don't know either. <laughs> and so it is the uh, money that is set aside, again, from the oil and natural... When the state was set up, 
New Mexico is a relatively new state in the United States, as well as some of the other Western states. And part of the admission process to be admitted to the country was uh, understanding that, you know, this state has abundant natural resources. They may not always have that forever. You need to set up a fund that will continue to pay your state for when you don't have those resources and the things don't work out. Um, other states have them as well. Alaska, uh, you know, to, to name one. Alaska actually pays their citizens out the of their... dividend, yes. Yeah, out of their permanent 1500 bucks at the end of the year. It's a it, nice it, little sweet deal. Every, every year, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they return it right back to their citizens. And so New Mexico doesn't do that. But it's supposed to be hard to tap into for a reason because once it is gone, it is presumed gone forever. And so the permanent fund, I want to say... Uh, don't quote me on this, but I'm going to say it out loud anyway. Um, it, so they l- essentially use a certain amount of interest to help fund the state government. And the interest that contributed last year, I want to say it was over $700 million yeah, went to it. And so that's just essentially your family. Uh, you know, you've inherited a big bank account, and you get $700 million a year, depending on how the stock market and other things do, and your GameStop you know, stock does. And then you can then use that in your budget, and it doesn't touch what is you know called the corpus, the principal of the fund. And so you're going to hear from the Democrats who have been, um, I say to their credit, because they have pushed this every single year. And so they, they just cannot look at a pile of money and not touch it. And so they're going to say, you know, just a slight shave off is what they'll call it, a 1% or, a, you know, something. And they're going to say it's for early childhood education. And so what's going to happen is very similar to what happened in 2003. The unions, teachers unions are going to line up for the money. They're going to get the money. They're going to claim victory. And the improvements for our students are not going to be there. If something is a priority, then you know what? Maybe cut that Hollywood subsidy and pay for early childhood education if you want to get really, really crazy. And by the way, side note, I drove down here. I-25 Studios is packed. How come? Yeah, 300 plus cars, films, uh, everything's taking place. I live right next door. Yeah, it's, 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 Monday it started. It was, it was pretty empty for a while, and then it just exploded. And, of course, when you see the, uh, what do they call them, star wagons, yes. those are the big names when yes. they come in. Yeah, yes. So somebody big is there right Tom now. Hanks is strolling around yep. the park. Yep. My kids can't go to school. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the state we live in right, right But now. just follow up on the, on the permanent sure. fund in the oil and gas industry in the state. Uh, the, some economists years ago were computing how much the average household saves because of Walmart. And it wasn't how much you save by going to Walmart. It was how much Walmart's impact has on all the other retailers uh-huh. who have to improve their service, cut their prices in response to that. So if you're a taxpayer, if you're a Moonbat and Corrales right now and you're paying taxes... Your tax bill would be so much higher in this state if it weren't for the oil and gas industry, whether it's the permanent fund, the money coming in from that, or whether it's just the income tax paid by a guy making $90,000 a year, you know, driving so his truck around. How do we communicate this, though? I mean, I think the bigger question yep. is, how do we educate, communicate? Uh, obviously, Larry, you're involved in the educational part. Uh, we're past the 11th yeah. hour. It's 11.59 p.m. and 50 seconds. We're about to hit the skids uh, pretty hard. What can we possibly do here in terms of turning it around, or can we? Well, it would have to go to a vote, and probably they would push to have it this November, right? Because they want that money fast. They need that money fast. And so there is just some mechanical things that would have to happen before they would get the money. And so there would there it, it could be an 11th hour. I can okay. tell you that it is not um, uh, a full-on... Um, you know, slam dunk that it will go to the legislature. And fun fact, since this is a constitutional amendment, because that's what you're doing, you're changing the constitution of the state of New Mexico in order to dip into this fund, um, the governor actually doesn't have to sign it. Right. And so, it, you know, uh, she's going to signal support for it. 
Now, will it, you know, get its clean takeoff from the legislature? I can tell you proponents of it are more excited this year than they've ever been, um, and, and they may be right on that. I don't know what it's going to look like for the public, but what you're going to see is you're going to see the people who will benefit from this money, uh, private companies, teachers' unions, and you're going to see billboards go up, vote yes for kids, vote yes for kids, vote yes for early childhood. They're going to have adorable children and TV ads saying, don't you, you know, love me, vote yes, and, and all those things. And they're going to make you, like a school bond issue, just feel terrible if you don't vote for it. And the fact of the matter is they're voting this for early childhood education, and they haven't really asked New Mexicans the question of, do we want our kids to have mandatory education before they turn five years old? Do you, I mean, right now, your child has to compulsory attend a school of some sort right now. If it's not a public school or a private school, if it's homeschooled, you have to designate to the state somehow that your child is getting an education. Do we really want to do that now for right. three, four, and five-year-olds? It's mandatory um, early childhood education. So that's part of it. Do, you know, the education. Are you, are you ready to, to send your kids off that early to an early childhood? Secondly, you know, we see that APS... And probably every other school district in the state, year after year, Republican, Democrat, governor, doesn't matter. They whine about not enough teachers, not enough teachers, not enough teachers. Well, and so you're going to add, I mean, there's roughly 26,000 kids in a cohort of students in New Mexico. And a cohort means like the class of 2021, probably about 20,000 kids across New Mexico. And uh, most of them haven't seen a classroom this year, by the way. But the fact of the matter is, so you're going to add up to 60,000 kids and then you're supposed to be able to find enough teachers for, what, a ratio of, what, 1 to 20? I mean, that's, and that's what you're going to do. But it's, the, the edu- it's the Educrat Full Employment Act. I, 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 right. I've perceived this because our birth rates are dropping in this country. I think that, I don't know if they, they do it explicitly, but the teacher union thugs are looking at this and saying, we don't like that. That means fewer students, that means fewer teachers hired. But if we add another two years of mandatory schooling... That's great for union dues. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I hate to be that cynical, but I've been doing this a long time. I think it's true for a lot of well, and, and I'll and I'll make it worse, right? And just like in two thousand and three, when you passed the the three tiered licensure system, the money to pay for that, the obligation to pay that money doesn't go away, even though the money that we drew from the permanent fund did sunset. So that financial obligation stays there, and so I assume that this. Um, this rate on the permanent fund, they're going to say it's permanent. We're going to draw this 1% forever. But the fact of the matter is this is going to be uh, uh, something that the state will now have to pay for every year. And just like every state or every government program, it will not cost less five years from now. It's only going to cost more. The money that you get out of the fund may or may not be more, and it is going to be an obligation. So someone is going to have to pick up the tab somewhere just because... Um, you're not picking it up right now, and it's coming from some, you know, abstract cloud in the sky, permanent fund that you've never heard of, don't know where it's coming from. The fact of the matter is that it will eventually reach into your pocket. We're speaking with Larry Barron. Larry Barron, this is Power of the Future. And, of course, uh, Larry has a lot of these answers and insight. And you can find them at uh, powerofthefuture.com. Uh, Larry, I think uh, we're looking down uh, into the uh, forthcoming years and uh, where you have changed our tune as far as our energy dependence. And uh, what could New Mexico do to diversify its economy if it's not going to come by way of energy? 
Uh, we have the coal plants that have shut down. Uh, energy is going to become more expensive. Uh, obviously, you've communicated the oil and gas and the uh, downturn there and what Biden has done. Uh, we know what we can do in terms of uh, making ends meet as far as the permanent fund. But is there anything in the foreseeable future that the governor, uh, she was talking about diversifying the economy? I think I heard great tuna, big tuna, something about tuna <laughs> that she was uh, pushing out there. Uh, and I'd certainly like to know what that is, but uh, I don't have anything coming out of COVID that would suggest that she and her ilk uh, are going to be, be diversifying the economy to bring more income yeah, in New Mexico. When you're, when you're shedding 7,500 jobs a month, that, that's not diversification, and that's what I want to get into. When somebody, whenever she faces a real human being again, um, that you know isn't <laughs> just there to throw softballs at her. Yeah. They, they best, best question quote from you well, about eight months ago when she's facing uh, human beings again. And, I, and I've used I've used um, I've used this since because uh, we haven't seen you in a while. Mm. Uh, you you wander one of the one of the reporters those puff reporters who never ask her anything. And by the way. Uh, do you catch whenever they ha- she has these updates where she says, "Oh, thank you so much. You're so awesome." Oh yeah. If if a if a politician tells you as a reporter that you're awesome, you're not doing your job. Exactly. It's not your job to be the governor's friend. Um, but the quote you said, uh, and I've used it many many times, is uh, the, sh- the question for the governor should have been, "Have you spoken to a single constituent in the last ten months?" You know. Yeah. Yeah. A, a real human being in New Mexico, a person, a taxpayer. One of your constituents, not not a reporter, not not somebody from the Biden administration. Have you spoken to one constituent in the last ten months? And in her defense, she did speed through Española in an SUV that does <laughs> yeah, not get fifty yeah. miles to the gallon. No and, masks, and, yeah, and, yeah. and then you know, ashamed of those people. But let's just be honest. Someone needs to ask her, Governor. When you say diversify, do you mean add to, or do you mean you have to kill one industry? Because yeah. when I think diversify, am I in favor of diversifying our economy? Absolutely. Anything that will come into our state that will provide jobs, a good, you know, uh, livelihood for our families and provide revenue for our state, every small business, absolutely. However, when she says diversify, that she, what she is saying, we have to kill this thing and replace it with yep. another thing. She is saying when she, you know, I think diversification of I can walk down the street right now and have a Big Mac or a Whopper. I don't have to, ch- you know, choose one. She's saying, no, you got to choose one or the other because we're going to close the other down. That's her definition of diversification. Now, to get to your question of what it looks like, you know, New Mexico for a long time has been, and and this is tough, but we've been in the, uh, this is going to be a rough analogy, and I apologize ahead of time, but we have been led to believe that we can date the prettiest girl at the dance every every year. We can get the Tesla factory. We can get the Amazon headquarters, too. We can do these things. And it's, you know, I'm not saying we shouldn't try to do those things, but in the meantime, there is a grassroots entrepreneurship uh, opportunity in New Mexico that we can be building up. I would rather have 50, you know, small businesses that employ two people uh, sometimes than, you know, some of these larger uh, businesses that get a lot of ribbon cuttings. And, and you know, I know the other side is going to set up the thing right now. Oh, Larry Barron doesn't want Amazon and all this. No, I would love for them to come here. But the fact of the matter is on that scale, you are competing against states that are, you know, sometimes decades ahead of you economically. And that will, um, you know, be able to offer things that you just cannot offer. And they will offer so much that if you were to meet that, it just will not be profitable for your state. So the fact of the matter is, I I would say, Eddie, to answer that question, and it's going to sound really stupid, but it's pride. We have to know we are a fantastic state. We have to know we have a lot to offer. And we have to start talking to, we're going to build ourselves up. And if other people want to come in and help, fantastic. If you don't, take it or leave it because we're not going to change because we're going to build ourselves up.
And so what does that look like? I wish I can say, here's this magic industry, here's that magic industry. But you know what? We, you know, it, it's really interesting. No one looked at New Mexico and say, when it comes to energy, boy, you know, that little state can't do it. We've shown we can. No one looked at, uh, you know, the nuclear environment and the history of Los Alamos San Diego and said that little state can't do it. Well, we've shown them that we can. We have the capacity to do these things if, you know, we are pressed to doing them, but we keep relying on the outside and the hope that, you know, we're going to land that big fish. And, you know, the fact of the matter is I would rather see 10 businesses pop up in Rio Doso than sometimes a big fish call center open up in a lot of places that will only be open for two years. We're looking at uh, some of these things uh, where we're making decisions, and I know this would be a data-driven decision in most uh, cases. This is not. Uh, when you open up the paper, Larry, on Tuesday or Wednesday morning, it says we're opening on December 8th, and all the schools are open up, but you don't see restaurants open up, or you don't see businesses, and you continue to see uh, them being penalized. So that's going to make you a little bit crazy. Plus, we've had a moving target from everything from contact tracing to, well, essential versus non-essential. Like, it mm -hmm. has been continual of, of what's been happening. How would you, and, and we know that you'd handle things much different than Trip Stolnecki uh, has done for Michelle uh, uh, Lujan Grisham, but uh, how would you be looking at this in terms of this moving target? Uh, how would you have handled it differently uh, when you were working for Susanna Martinez? I think uh, what's happened... What's happened, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, uh, doubt, but what's happened is the governor has lost any trust because she has failed to engage them, either in a timely matter, uh, the time from her last uh, to her uh, uh, previously last uh, uh, update for COVID-19 was about the middle of December, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, doubt, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the way to the middle of, of January. How could you or how would you, do you think, would have handled it differently uh, than the way that uh, Lujan Grisham has handled it? I would have been less. Um, I, I would have advised the the governor to be less um, sensitive to what other states are doing. I think she was very much follow the leader at the beginning of this and say, "Oh my gosh, I don't want to be left out." And we talked about it, Eddie. If California does it, then New York does it. By golly, if New Mexico doesn't do it and things turn bad, then they can blame me. But then if you know I do it and things do turn bad then I could say that I was following everything else. Now, I didn't account for how soft the media would be on her and how much love they would give her to say, oh, look how wonderful you've done. Besides, you know, the numbers staring them in the face that we've done a terrible job. But when you look at the things that she has done, she has a pattern of loudly declaring that this is the way it's going to be and then quietly changing her mind. Mm -hmm. She's loudly declared that, you know what, this virus doesn't, you know, recognize county lines. We have to do this all as a state. And then quietly, okay, here's red or green uh, based on the counties. She has, you know, I think, was it, uh, there, there was a couple of others where she has just, oh, the, you know, the bandanas. I remember we have video of her showing us how to fold bandanas. Three months later, don't you, bandanas are ineffective. I don't remember that, actually. Yeah, she had a video when, when we were st first starting the face mask. and she Gee, say, you better put on the bandana, yeah, bro. She, you gotta, gotta, you gotta you protect her against it. the COVID. You can find it. She's like, let me show you how to fold a bandana to make it a face mask. And then three months later, she was like, don't use bandanas. Don't, don't use it. And it was like, well, you're, and so, and that stuff multiplies. You do see how is it healthy for me to stand in line outside Walmart for two hours but then not be inside a restaurant talking with a friend for an hour if we're both masked up. Is it just the outside versus inside? Is it just, you know, and, and I can, I mean, you've seen it, Eddie, I've seen it. My family and I went out, went out, literally out to eat um, here in Albuquerque uh, this weekend 
And it was in an area where normally I would think the governor's support would be strong. I can tell you, I've looked at the numbers and, you know, demographically, Albuquerque is a strong Democrat area. And the servers are like, yes, we'd like to do this, but the expletive governor. Yes, and and, uh, unsolicited by me. I wasn't, you know, wearing anything of like, I'm a Republican and I don't like the lockdown, uh, anything. And they are are really souring on her. And, And so to your question that you've been asking that I think is the right question, what was so special right. uh, about this week? Yep. I think the, the one thing that was special was one, she had terrible unemployment numbers coming out, so she needed a shiny object to throw to the media. And like, you know, the good trained journalists that they are, they all followed the, we're opening February 8th um, uh, line instead of saying, oh yeah, and more people are out of work, by the way. And the, the second thing is, you know, there was a story in the journal, I think Monday or Tuesday, where Sandroff did a poll on this. And found that two thirds of New Mexicans want their kids back in in person learning, and I I'm think, surprised it's that low. I, I don't know, know a I single know. parent who doesn't want to go back, and I don't know a single teacher who wants to go back. So I think the divide exists between the teachers uh, and the students. Uh, the, the the teachers wanting to protect themselves and get everybody vaccinated, and the the students said we need to go back in now. I think the war is taking place. I did find out, uh, by the way, uh, here, Larry, that uh, there wasn't indeed uh, how to make your own mask. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham writes, effective Saturday, May 16th, masks will be required of everyone in public places. It's your civic duty to protect your fellow New Mexicans just as you'd want them to protect you. Don't have a mask? No problem. You can easily make your own. Yes, this is real. Wear a mask and slow the spread of COVID-19. Take a listen. This is, there's the bandana or a scarf. Oh, wow. This is, this is high, high production value. Here. When, I, when I lead you astray. Wow. Fold in half. Fold in half again, Larry. Fold sides towards the center and place a rubber band around each side. That's all you need. You know what? Because, you know, if anybody knows anything, it's that rubber bands are more readily available than, uh, you know, masks. Right? You're going to have rubber bands and masks and bandanas available for you. Oh, you can also, uh, with a T-shirt, you can cut the top and the bottom half. Go right through your laundry, uh, use the bottom half, and then you can uh, fold it the same way. Look, she, the entire instructional uh, video, Larry. You I know. You didn't no. mislead me. I, 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 not this time. Not this time. But I think the other thing with the schools is people don't realize last week, did you you guys covered the, what happened at the Rio Rancho Public Schools last week? We it, didn't. They were, so last Friday, uh, my kids had, and all kids, were had an asynchronous learning day, and that's their word for essentially saying, you have a day off, we'll throw some assignments on the interwebs. Okay. And, and you don't have any live Google Meet, you don't have to be there. Because all the teachers were supposed to get vaccinated. They were all supposed to go to Cleveland High School and get vaccinated. It did not go well, did it? <laughs> it did not. They were approved by the State Department of Health to get vaccinated. And then the day before, the state called and said, nope, it's not equitable to give it to those teachers. Oh, wow, equitable. That that word, equal, equity, yep. fair. Yep. Yep. Now, I, I, I would be, again, uh, you know, if I were still a journalist, I'd be asking how many New Mexico state inmates have been vaccinated versus New Mexico teachers. And I'm just curious about that number. And then on the next Saturday, there was not a huge, but KRQE, to their credit, covered it, a protest at Cleveland High School saying the rug was pulled out from under us. We were supposed to get vaccinated. That was organized by the local union. And so, and then all of a sudden, come across Tuesday, oh, we're going back to school. So I think that that is, those are any number of factors that, you know, because I think the question that you're asking, and it's the question that every New Mexican is asking, is how do we get through to this person? 
How do we get through this Iron Dome of yes people and flattering words and everything that she lives in in a 24-7 constant bubble to give her a little dose of what is happening with reality? I think when she sees that you know, two-thirds of the people who will vote for her want their kids back at school. I think when she sees allies start organizing protests at schools because her health department pulled the rug out from under them at the last second, then I st- she starts to, I think, say, you know what, maybe I should loosen some things up. And let's not forget, we have a new president who apparently has cured COVID. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, Al Gore invented the Internet. Uh, Joe Biden uh, cured COVID. And uh, Barack Obama was the first black president. Those are all false statements, by the way. So uh, there you go. In fact, you know, you need a contact for that. That would be Langston Bowens. <laughs> he would tell you specifically that uh, Barack Obama himself, not black. Uh, 550-5500 if you want to text in. Larry, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for making the trek across town. Now you got to go back all the way the other way. Good to see you again, sir. Good to see you it's, too, it's brother. Best some... of everything to you, man. Happy well, you're 2021. Amazing. Yeah, well, you know what, right? We're hoping for a better 2021 uh, than we had in 2020, but uh, this is not off to a good start. Uh, we lost the presidency, the House, and the Senate all in a period of uh, three weeks uh, right there. So, Well, I'll tell you what I've told people uh, in my life before. Every story worth telling has moments like this where everything seems against you. And, you know, hopefully years from now we're telling the story of, do you remember back in early 2021 we didn't see any light at the end of the tunnel? And thank goodness, look what happened to where we are we now. Held, we held strong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You see, I feel like playing some sort of inspirational, like, one moment in time, like Whitney Houston or, or something big like that. Tom Petty. Yeah, take, take it <laughs> out, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, everybody, we'll see you bright and early tomorrow for a Friday afternoon program here with uh, D-Dad Muska. We'll also have uh, Rudy Grande uh, back here in the Kiva as well. Thanks, everybody, for listening and tuning in, as always. Uh, directly, abq.fm, am kiva Rock of TV. You can also uh, find us on Roku and Amazon Fire. And uh, why not uh, also just uh, dial us up directly at our website where you can find absolutely everything at rockoftalk.com.